Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aoub. What about Aoub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fine. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. We are back with you on Pirate Radio live here on a monday july the 11th clip rock here in the pirate radio studios coming to you on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington we're on 1250 30 online pr927fm.com and you can watch the show on facebook live and youtube check us out there and be a part of today's show drop a comment on what you would like to discuss on today's program we got a lot to get to a lot of information a lot of big announcements coming your way during this next three hours right here on pirate radio live we will continue our ecu opponent previews today we'll talk to evan barnes from the memphis commercial appeal we'll talk about the memphis tigers east carolina won a thriller last year over memphis we'll talk about the 2022 tigers he's been writing a lot also about conference expansion realignment all that so we'll dive into that as well with evan barnes coming up from the Memphis Commercial Appeal at 4 o'clock. We'll catch up with Double B, Brian Bailey, at 5 o'clock. He'll join us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. So we got all that and more coming up on today's show. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, the big dog Glenn Griffin here. And joining me inside the Pirate Radio studios, uh, first to my right, Chandler Honeycutts here. Hello, Chandler. What's up, Clipper? How you doing, buddy? Great. Thanks for asking. And to my left... The boys are back in town, Troy D. and Ellerby. Hello, gentlemen. What's up, Clip? Football season will be here before you know it. Summer's over. 54 Wait, days summer's away. over? It's like over. The July 4th. Did they close the beach when you left last like night? It like summer is over. Like we're full throttle football at this point. Troy saw the gate close when he went over the bridge. Like and it's yes. over. It's summer's it's... over. Spray tans aren't. <laughs> hey, this is 10 days of being at the beach, man. Don't hate the game. Hate the sun. <laughs> All right. Summer's not over, but football is Football is here. Football is here, and uh, Pirate Radio football kickoff party coming up September 1st, which will be here before you know it. Now, we're going to do something new this year. We've changed the venue. We're at the State Theater, our neighbors here in downtown Greenville. It is a very cool venue, a very entertainment-focused venue, uh, very good for music and bands, which we've got the Breakfast Club coming out of Atlanta, Georgia to play uh, 80s music all night for us. It's going to be a lot of fun, but it is a little more intimate setting. So for the first time ever, we're actually selling tickets to the party. They'll only be $10, but the good news is we're going to donate 100% of the ticket sales to local charities. Yes, and the tickets are going on sale this Thursday at 10 a.m. So uh, this Thursday, July the 14th at 10 o'clock, you'll be able to go to our website, pr927fm.com, and uh, click on the link right at the top of the website and uh, load up and buy your $10 tickets. And as you said, Troy D., we're excited. We're going to be able to help out a lot of local charities. Uh, We're going to donate all the uh, funds from the ticket sales to those uh, charities and uh, hopefully pack 
check out the State Theater with a sold-out yep. event. We are expecting the event to sell out and uh, going to have a great time. Party like it's 1989 yeah. to the Breakfast Club. Be awesome. And it's not unlimited tickets. You know, we only have a certain amount we have, so we do expect them to sell out. It will be a first-come, first-served deal. So uh, I would not wait to get your tickets. And if you want to come to the party, we'd love to have you there. Hopefully uh, Thursday, go ahead and get those tickets. Yeah, 10 bucks. you'll get to see the Breakfast Club. They'll, they're going to start and have some live music uh, around 8 o'clock. Doors are going to open around 7. But uh, we got some other special surprises in store for the party that we'll be releasing over the next few weeks. I uh, just got some real exciting news today about uh, some special guests that are going to be at the party uh, on uh, September 1st. So uh, it's going to be here real soon. We're about 50 days out until the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. It is back after a two-year hiatus. It is going to be back at the State Theater in downtown Greenville. It's going to be back with the Breakfast Club. And for 10 bucks, you can be there and uh, you can help raise money for local charities. We'll announce who those are at a later date as well. Now I just have to decide what shirt will I wear to the party clip. Yeah. Big decision. It's July. I think it's about time to start narrowing down your choices. What, do you go short sleeve? Do you go long sleeve? I got to go go, long sleeve with it rolled up. You know, and I'm not going, probably not going short sleeve. Are you making this decision by yourself or do you have a search committee? I'll have a, I'll have a group of advisors, I like to call them. Now, will you wear a, a pants or shorts? And if you uh, play your cards right, you may be in that executive committee. I will be honored to be a part of the search committee for Troy D's shirt for the party. Wasn't Chandler on your committee with the uh, Preakness or what other? <laughs> Can we not, let's not, let's, let's not bring up Kentucky that. Here we are, negative guy again. Negative <laughs> guy bringing up negative things. About? I'm not. I'm just I'm here trying to give him another opportunity to step up and raise up his game. And this is more important. And this, and this, <laughs> this, damn right it is. At this time, it's going to be how many buttons you have on your T-shirt, you know, or golf shirt. So come on, that's that's what you, that's who you're picking. Isn't that what uh, is that what Jeff Confer's doing now? Is he a consultant? In the like, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't speak. It? Keep uh, his name out of your mouth. What's your guy's name? Todd Turner. Is that his name? I, Ted Turner. Listen, I'm not even discussing these people anymore. <laughs> Stop it. You're just baiting me, and I'm not taking the bait. You need a consultant, is all I'm saying. <laughs> so, Troy's already called it long sleeve shirt. So, I have the option to change and call an audible if needed. I prefer a long sleeve button up. Well, we can get Dave Hart. We can take a deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good uh, idea. I think you should, you yeah. should, I mean, Chandler, you charge him a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. You know, and then you, you'll be happy to go around. Actually town. what Chandler will do might be more work. Yeah. Yeah. Charge by the hour. Cause this thing is going to take that's, a that's long time. Idea. So I get to see the report. Do you need solid shirt? Do you need stripes? I mean, what, 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 what are you thinking? I'm, I'm open to suggestions. I just, I, I sometimes when I, when you see it, you know it, you know, it's kind of it like, you, clicks. It's yeah, it speaks to you. You got to go with the gut feeling there. You All just right. can't, you know, it's nothing I can say, oh, it's got to be this color or that color. It's just when you know it, when you know it, you know it. Well, I mean, I know you have a bunch of 80 shirts stored in a, uh, in a closet or, or, in, or a in, a, facility. in a storage facility. facility. We're having an 80s kind of theme party yeah, with the I band. Could, with the, well, God, well, I could break out an old Tommy Hilfiger. That would be pretty cool. But that, that those are 90s, awesome. actually. Tommy Hilfiger, and, and when I was in college, was really the 90s. So this is more of an 80s party. Well, not necessarily. You know, you know because the Peach Bowl was in the 90s. I, right. This is an 80s band, though. Maybe they'll play some 90s music. <laughs> I think you're overthinking it now. I say Troy wears a wig. Hmm. You know, they had 80s hair bands. All that hair you used to have that yeah, you talk about? Yeah. I used to have a real You had a real thick yeah. head of hair. Yeah, now my kids have it. 
Yep. <laughs> I've donated so to that, them. That could be an maybe you take Chandler over to your storage unit. You could clean that out and maybe actually, find it. We've been meaning to do that for the we past like year. We talked about it. Chandler is one of the few people that's actually excited about that opportunity yeah. because he knows how much ECU memorabilia I have. And the guys at Tailgate Classics would probably love to see some of this Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Cam Higley it, would love that. Uh, Clip, I, I am sitting on a gold mine in ECU memorabilia. And Clip, you know Troy would be really good at cleaning out a storage facility if he had more time. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? Actually, that. my 14 year old son, Tyler, told me, he goes, Dad, you realize how much money you have? Because I brought a number of years ago when the kids were little. I used to, when I was a little kid, I used to have matchbox cars. I don't know if you guys know what those were, but they're like, you know, little replica cars. Yeah, you, well, you probably know. We know that. But so I brought like <laughs> that was not three hundred of them. Tell us more, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I brought like three hundred of them from my, I saved them from my childhood home and brought them to you know the house I live in now, so that the kids could play with it, which they really didn't because that you know kids these days don't play with Matchbox cars because they have Xbox, video games, <clears throat> phones, and laptops and uh, and iPads. But anyway, um, Tyler looked up the value of these Matchbox cars and he goes, Dad, these things. These are the original ones. These are worth a lot of, like, people are buying these for a lot of money. He goes, you're sitting on a ton of money in Matchbox cars. And he was going to do a search for each one of them and get the value. So I said, well, if you could help find how much these things are worth, I'll cut you in on the deal. Well, here's a box of about 400 of them for $30. Yeah. Each. Each. For the lot. Oh, what's the, those are crap ones. Mine are like good. <laughs> His are the best. His are the best. Come on, man. They're obviously not any good. They look like they've just been thrown in there like Lego. And this I'm just about like decent. Ones. Are yours in the box? Uh, not all of them. No, some of them are. But go check the uh, like what a good one is running for. Two ninety nine in the no, box. No, I'm talking about those are the new ones. Like from I'm talking about from you're rich. Go, you're rich. Go vintage. from like nineteen. Yeah, go look at like nineteen seventy seven Matchbox cars. Nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. You know, since Troy has to- sold this, I mean, been talking about this. Matchbox. I, I might be wasting my time here. I could be selling. This could be the next like eBay. Here's well, honestly, we've already bucks. we've already started selling tickets to the party. The story's taken so long. <laughs> <laughs> An ambulance is seven ninety nine. I have that. I have that Eight exact bucks. one. Eight bucks. There Eight you bucks. go. You but are, I've got. Hundreds of these things is what I'm saying. Well, well, you may buy all the tickets to the Pirate Radio Party if you sell your Matchbox cars. <laughs> I, that's a great idea. I probably should and then scalp these things. <laughs> buy them all for 10 bucks and then sell them to, for 15 <clears throat> All right. Well, there's the, uh, the so Matchbox. So do that. Mine. Get, get in early on Thursday so Troy doesn't buy all the tickets and then resell them on yeah, the secondary market. I think market. we're going to limit how many because it's too good of an idea. <laughs> I don't want to give someone the, an idea to do that. Matchbox so cars. go to PR927FM.com Thursday beginning at 10 a.m. Well, the link there. Secure your tickets. Yeah. All right. We'll be talking about it all week. Can Look. you buy a physical copy of the tickets? I uh, think it's all digital. They're digital tickets. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm doing just... frequently asked questions here. Yes. What else you got? Um, 24 hours will yes. be available to yeah. purchase. Until it sells out. Until it sells out. Um, I think that's all I got at the moment. All right. All right. We're, we're available. Not 24-7, but we'll be available to answer any more questions you may have. Okay. As you get them this week, pass them along, and we'll answer them here on the show that you can let everybody know. Jonathan on Facebook says Troy needs to bring his Matchbox cars to uh, Big Dog's next collectible corner segment. Oh, that's a uh, that's a good point. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. How about idea. the Big Dog goes to your storage unit for the collectible now that on could, the road? On location. <laughs> that could yes. be a damn... That Troy storage unit. That could be an interesting episode right there. Yes. Because there's all types of stuff in there. Oh, we've heard. <laughs> yeah. I might need to... Might have to check it out before we go live with any video or recording. Yeah, because there's no telling what's actually. In there. I, I haven't been in there in like four years. Hmm. 
Who knows so. what could be in there now that wasn't in there four years There's ago? No telling. Uh, <laughs> Steve says, uh, bring a trapper keeper. That'd be cool. And some jam shorts. I had uh, both. I had had many a trapper keeper every year i'd get a new one and then uh loved the jams loved the jams also had well. a pair of vans when vans were brand new the year they came out the black and white checkerboard sliding shoes had the very first year that came out i believe it was like 83 or 4 i want to say or early 80s all right those would be cool to wear vans to the party they still make them not unless you got them from 1983. Like yeah, the original. original my I know, daughter the has a pair. That'd be right. so cool if I had my original Vans. You Chad also one. says he loves Troy acts like Matchbox cars aren't still a thing. I honestly didn't know I, that. I didn't know they were. I, I, I Kids still ha- use them? I mean, that's cool if they do. No, just adults hold on to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like baseball cards. You know, you might get them as a kid, and then you hold on to them long enough, they might be valuable. Right. I mean, rich. Kinda, they can make you rich. They, they, you have the right ones, they could. I had a chance to buy Michael Jordan's rookie card. For ten bucks, back in the eighties, for my friend, he had the rookie card from the NBA, like the original mm-hmm. one, mint condition. We've got a Fleer, and I was like, "That's too much. I'm not going to spend ten dollars on that." Now I don't know what Michael Jordan's rookie card is worth in good condition, but I got to imagine it's worth more than ten dollars. I should have bought it. Another investment I missed an opportunity on. How much is it worth, Clip? Well, we've got this one. I know my, and it says eight thousand, but this is like if it's in perfect condition. Yeah, what, what's that? Which brand is that? Fleer. Okay, what's the other one? The I, I, all I remember is the old Fleer one. I don't know. This Michael Jordan rookie card brought to you I by Matchbox Cars. Twenty three thousand. That was a nineteen ninety Fleer. Oh wow! It's <laughs> a oh, it's a rare, like an error card. It's a okay. rare. You know, when Michael Jordan was at UNC, the ACC only had like eight teams. <laughs> yeah, and they may be back there. <laughs> Are you segueing? I'm segueing. How about know. that? We, we talked, Clip, before we left, how much could change, like in a week? Oh, yeah. Because we've been off the air. Well, a lot has changed. No, not really. Almost. Okay. What, well, I mean, what, well, yeah, what two has changed? Right has as changed. we were leaving, two teams were leaving for the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. USC and UCLA and that I believe is a watershed moment that the rest of these conferences are going to go it's really now it's kind of Big Ten versus SEC that's what really it's like and it's you got to look at it as like Fox Network versus ESPN they're building up between those are going to be the two big conferences and the irony in this is the power five may only become the power two at this point if things keep trending the way they're going right but nothing that, else has changed since then. No, but it some could, swim it, writer wrote that Clemson and Virginia Tech and Carolina. North Carolina were looking to get out of the ACC. It was just very possible, but there hasn't been any <laughs> right smoke more. Their smoke hiccup is the grant of rights issue, yeah. which uh, you get. But there may be so much money involved that they may just say, you know what, forget it. We'll or we've got enough donors. We'll cut. We'll do that, or we'll fight it in court and drag it out. Uh, or I, the, the wild card is is if the ACC decides to do something then that opens up their grant of rights. Like if the ACC decides to add another team. Oh, it, 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 then it then, then it's a, then there's like a loophole that says. That it's null and void. Yeah. So the ACC can't really do any adding right now. So they're damned if they do. Let's, say they, let's say they could to make their conference more attractive. Who is there to well, add? Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. That's it. But Notre Dame is holding out. If they're going to join anywhere, I think it would be the Big Ten. Is that all? I, is that D1? I think that's the only one that could save them. I think Notre Dame's the big fish. Oregon? Right no. Oregon and Washington are out there, but they're just out there. I mean, I, I don't see where, where, where they fit in. With any, I mean, How funny is it that Oregon, you know, Phil Knight, I read an article, I think we linked to it on our social media pages. He's now 
desperately being like a telemarketer trying to call schools and beg them for or you know when oregon is desperate to join a new conference yeah you know the world of college football is freaking crazy oregon i mean with the resources the heritage the history the money that they have and they're on the outside looking in what hope do we have i right. think the next big step too is it'll be interesting if this happens is if they start kicking schools out of conferences like well, that was my Temple. question yeah like at what point what are the rules know? on that though oh I, uh, <clears throat> you know i'd have to look i mean at one point the Temple same got, as uh freaking ucla and usc going into big 10 like there are no rules yes there the really are. are once your tv deals I, up there are no rules i mean you i mean like if well, I don't, you got to look at the charters of these uh conferences and i'm sure each one's different on how you can go about kicking someone out leaving is one thing that's just a school saying we're leaving kicking out a school is a different story I'm sure once the television deal's up, like when 2036, when the TV deal's up for the ACC, if they ride it out that long, could another could eight of the ACC schools reform another conference if they wanted to, if they're going to get the same amount of money and just split it eight ways instead of 15 ways? They're not going to get the same amount of money when you lose Florida State. And, you didn't uh, hear what I said. I said if they get to 2036 and if the eight schools that are really making all the money for the conference decide to say, hey, look, we don't need to share with the other seven. Let's just form a new conference or just keep, you know, I mean. So you boot out like Wake Forest and. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it kind of gets like Boston, we've Kyle. talked about it before, like the Premier League stuff. <clears throat> but like, will the conferences be like, you know, like what has really Vanderbilt done for the SEC in a while? What has. Vanderbilt has something going for it, and that's Nashville. Everybody wants to go to Nashville. Oh, and they can still go to Nashville. You know, you can have the tournaments, uh, the postseason tournaments or whatever. They, in Nashville, they build a new Titan Stadium. They can have the SEC Na- championship Nashville's game. like that kid in the class that helps the curve. They're, they're the academic school. They, they're, they're the Duke of the SEC. Sure. I get that, sure. but did, we're not pretending I, academics matter. And anymore. it's an easy win for most of these schools that are in this. I will say, they want. the only thing I will give the Big Ten credit for is they seem to be holding pretty steady on their uh, that the, the academic, that you have to be that uh, recognized school. So Nebraska's the only one that's in that's not. At, at, you know, so, I mean, they, they don't seem to be adding just any, I mean, they're looking, I mean, they added you know, UCLA and USC meet their standards of academically and world-renowned universities or whatever they, they qualify as. I can't remember the exact term, but... Uh, well, like, yeah, but they brought them in for athletics and absolutely. LA market, not because... But know, they still still meet the standards. <clears throat> they didn't bring in Princeton and Harvard. No. They really, the the only true, you know... Right, I they can like, play the academic crap, but I agree with Clip. It's a bunch of... That's a dog and pony show. The Ivy League is the only uh, only true student athletes. <laughs> That's and I love some Ivy League athletics. Now, let me tell you, the basketball is great. In yes, the Ivy League. Brown versus Harvard on a Friday night. <laughs> yes. Only uh, thing better is day baseball. <laughs> I mean, Columbia beat us in baseball a few years ago in a regional. So yeah, but I mean, think about it. if Clemson and Florida State pull out of the ACC, which is possible to go to the SEC. The ACC's done. It's over. As you know, and now they may be able to reform and have, I mean, they might be begging East Carolina to join the ACC by the time it's all said and done. The ACC is done if they lose Florida State and Clemson. And then if they lose Virginia and North Carolina, it's really done. I mean, then it's done as in like they, they may not even exist anymore. But they'll have a bunch of money, perhaps. It's kind of like the AAC. We're losing teams, but we're getting a bunch of exit fee money. You know, the AAC is going to be flush with some cash when these teams leave. I think it'll be real but interesting what the Pac-12 does next. Once They uh, should probably merge yeah. with the uh, the Big 12. 
Well, that's what the speculation is that Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado are going to go to the Big 12. And if they leave, then you're going to be down to six schools in the Pac-12. Yeah. So you're going to lose half your schools. Yeah. Can you, you know, rebrand it as Pac-6? Six-pack. Six-pack. <laughs> there you go. The, the teams that are in big trouble seem to be Oregon State and Washington State. Oregon and Washington, you said, are in trouble. Or, yeah. you know, But Oregon State and Washington State seem to be the oh, correct. that, that uh, seem to be really hung out there. So uh, very interesting stuff going on. Yeah, I hate the conference realignment stuff. It's just mostly, I At guess. At this point now, though, I'll say where we are sitting here in Greenville, North Carolina— let chaos, baby. I hope, I hope all these big boys get screwed in this deal. The bigger the school and the bigger the screw job, good. Now you know how we feel. That's how I feel. Oh, you're I, saying... Yeah, I, I hope as... if they only go to two conferences, great. Now all these schools get left out, great. Go to two conferences and let everyone else realign and figure it out and form almost a separate division if we need to. Because I'm getting sick of this crap, too. But I'm, I'm tired of all the big boys feeling sorry for themselves. What about... Well, hey, look, we've been getting you-know-what on forever down here. Now you're getting a taste of your own medicine. Well, basically, the Big Ten and the SEC just need to split off and, and be a... They can form their own playoff, and then they the, rest, could. the rest of the schools can do their own playoff as well. So I'm surprised that you know they don't go, to, and they, they probably will eventually go to 20 and 20. You have 40 teams between the two conferences, SEC and Big Ten, and then let let everyone else reform, realign, and and do something different, do and, a playoff, do a true playoff, regionalize too. That's to, what I mean to, yeah. to get to get the actual other sports where the travel situations reasonable. Yeah, and, 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 and schools from East Carolina aren't going to Texas. And maybe we formed the uh, ECC with teams in, in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, the East Coast Conference. And let's make it where you can take a bus to every one of these games. You're not putting your softball team on a plane to fly across the country. It's stupid. It's stupid what we do now in, in, in the American Conference. We're yeah, ahead we're, of the curve. We're adding North Texas and we're, UTSA into our league. So that's where we're going to have to play our games. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's idiotic. If you think about it, if you take the emotion of it out and you just look at why are these schools playing each other there's no synergy there's no history there's no reason other than well we got to be in a conference too we took out one texas school in houston and added three more texas schools with north texas rice and the uh, one the one thing you got to be concerned about is is the bowl system too like where is the what's the future of the bowl system because basically with usc and UCLA leaving the Pac-12, that was kind of the the linchpin that held the Rose Bowl together. Them and the Big Ten always playing in the in the Rose Bowl, which is yeah. the granddaddy of them all. What's and, the Big Ten when they lose their two best teams? I mean, if you're willing to kick that to the curb, what's what's the future of the exhibition game bowl games at the? End I don't of the year? care. I've been I've for a long time wanted a Group of Five playoff, but nobody else seemed to want to because it's like admitting you're not in with the big boys and we're not in with the big boys cincinnati had to go undefeated two straight years just to get in barely sneak in to get in so now if we go to that format uh, more people are going to be on board with it now because they're kind of forced to but i would like to see a playoff i'd like to play all right this week in greenville east carolina takes on southern miss in round one of the the college football whatever you want to call it playoff i mean that that would be or do you want to go play, you know, Florida in Birmingham for one game that doesn't make a damn yeah. one way or the other? I'd rather, uh, you know, they have, you know, some a 16-team or 24-team playoff. 
and uh, but they have to figure out how the economics of all that works because east carolina the way they're playing right now could maybe get into one of those well and you, you don't have neutral sites you host it by whoever's the higher seed host it just like you do with the baseball you know the uh, the team the schools host it and if ecu's good enough they host a playoff game just uh, we saw what a big deal it was to host a super regional what if we're hosting a playoff game in dowdy ficklin stadium clip welcome welcome to yeah my world yeah well, you're selling me and i'm buying it uh, yeah i buy what you're selling is what i'm saying he's also got a purple shirt you're interested <laughs> uh this shirt's pretty nice by the way maybe this should be my party shirt i've had it does not make any but... decisions right now no you have the no, ability to I change need, your i feel mind. like i need to stick it with a new one that was nice that you complimented yourself on your shirt too yeah yes well he said purple shirt did you so. tell yourself thank you i was just checking it out i said this does look pretty good did you get that to yourself for Shirley on fourth of july <laughs> uh don't mess with my march madness right Oh, it's going to be messed with, too. How? If they break off to form their own... Nobody wants... I mean, and the SEC was good in basketball this year. But Big Ten versus SEC basketball tournament? It's possible. No, thank you. What about the College Baseball World Series? That was nothing but SEC teams. I think they got to keep basketball and baseball out of this crap. Do what you want to with football, but keep March Madness, keep Omaha. Yeah, I don't know if they can. I think it's all interrelated at this point. Yeah, you're you're going to be looking at uh, Illinois versus Mississippi State in the, <laughs> in the National College Series. World Series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the uh, March Madness Day One, Vandy and Rutgers is uh, yeah done. Mm. It, but it increases if there's two different March Madnesses. Does that increase the chances for East Carolina to get into a March Madness? <laughs> I will say this. I will say there was one school ahead of the curve because when they did this, I was like, man, that doesn't make any sense. This is a terrible move for them. Remember a school named Maryland pulling out of the ACC to go to the Big Ten? And we're all like, what a bunch of dumb well, butts. You know? No, it just didn't seem to make any sense. I There's think something. they lucked out. No, but I'm this. saying now, who's sitting pretty? Yeah. Would you rather be Maryland in the Big Ten with the, I mean, a true conference that's calling the shots on this thing? Or stuck in the ACC with the rest of their members freaking the F out right now? <clears throat> the ACC schools are freaking out. Afraid of exactly what I'm talking about. About Florida State and Clemson taken off and maybe a couple more i think but couldn't maryland be one of the teams they boot if they want to boot them no i don't know man they wanted maryland they were one of the first they invited when they started what does maryland have to offer that dc market and Rutgers bringing that new jersey market has paid huge (laughs) dividends but hey look they're sitting pretty yeah i don't know what do you want though like if you are north carolina nc state duke wake whatever do you want to still be together if no. you're not in the upper, you don't care anymore? I don't think I think older care. people care about the rivalries and oh, stuff. Oh, I think you'd want to stay together if you're not going to be in the if you're not going to be in the top league, at least play games that are regional. If you were the president or chancellor of UNC right now and the Big Ten and SEC came calling you, and, said, you go. and said the, sure. the but this, the, this, there's no offer for Duke, there's no offer for NC State. We're offering you and we're offering Virginia yeah, and we're taking they, Clemson and Florida State. Are you they, in or out? They leave because these schools only truly care about themselves. Right. Yeah. They, they, it's not, oh, gee, what about NC State? They don't give a damn about NC State. They can leave NC State in the dust. Look, Goodbye. Oklahoma left Oklahoma State Absolutely. in the dust. You know, Oregon will leave Oregon State in the dust. I mean, it's it's real yeah. proof. The, the, there is no sense of community, neighborhood rivalries anymore in college. It doesn't. That's those days are over. And that's, I think it would draw that Duke UNC 
basketball rivalry, if push came to shove, UNC would say, be like, you know what? We'll do a non-conference game or we'll figure something. Yeah, you know, yeah they could try that. You know what? We'll catch you later. Yeah. They had their final four game. That was the last hurrah. Hey, look, now and it's it, all at over. this point, if UNC never had to play Duke again, what a, I mean, they, they've gone. Well, it could be <laughs> ACC Big Ten Challenge. <clears throat> yes. Roy's gone. Kay's gone. They played in the final four. Let's get rid of the whole thing. Absolutely. I mean, it's Texas over. and Texas A&M had a, had a divorce for a while. Now they're getting back together. <sighs> yeah, that's true. All right. It did, but the crazy thing is, all these scenarios are very possible. You know, it, it used to just be rumor mill stuff. It's not rumor mill stuff anymore. This stuff's happening, and there's stuff going on behind the scenes as we speak right now that's going to come um, to light maybe down the road. It could be tomorrow. It could be a few months from now. But there are there's active change in the world of college athletics going on right now as we speak. Yes, this moment. All right, let's take a break. Uh, LRB, you, you got to bounce. Yep, thanks for having me. Remember, uh, Pirate Radio Football Party tickets go on sale this Thursday, 10 a.m., PR927FM.com. Look forward to seeing you there, being there. It's going to be a fun event, party to kick off the football season that Thursday night before Labor Day weekend. Doors are going to open at 7. The Breakfast Club is going to be rocking the stage. It's going to be a big time. How many, how many days to the party? I think we're going... 52, baby. 52. 52. Pirate, Pirate Radio Party. Yes, sir. All right. Wait, Taylor. Take a timeout. Come back. More to go. Hour one. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. On a Monday, good to be back from hiatus. Clip Rock, Troy D, Chandler Honeycutt. Good to see you guys. Man, it feels, uh, I gotta say, it feels good to be back, actually. We were gone so long, I was actually looking forward to coming back. Good. How about you? Wouldn't have minded another week. <laughs> another week. Yeah. Could have gone another week. I mean, we always preach one more. <laughs> one we more could week. have always went one more week <laughs> off. I wouldn't mind rolling in here September for football season and being ready to go. Yeah. Refreshed. Well, let's not get crazy. Uh, we got to get everybody updated, Clip. All you're, right. You're a big part of that. Well, let's do it. All right. Um, we were having the matchbox car debate. We talked about that earlier. It's been a while since I've had show and tell. I don't bring a, a few of these in for show and tell next week. You won't. You'll do you want me to? No. You'll have to have. I, I, I you'll have it. to remind but someone to remind them. If you could mention it to you. Chandler to text me to do it like on month, no, next Monday. No, we already said you should do a uh, a video, an unboxing. Clip. Oh, yeah. And show your collection. Do it that way. That you've already done one with Big Dog. So that way, yeah. people can go to it if they want to see it, instead of making people see it that <laughs> yeah. don't care about it. I did have someone uh, tweet me and wanted to know if I touched anybody famous over the holiday weekend. All right, let's at, get an update. At the beach area. And I did, actually. Uh-oh. Uh, there was a touching of someone famous okay. over last week. An appropriate touching. It was appropriate, yeah. Well, and touching could be you shake someone's hand, you give them a hug. Tap on a the high back. five. Tap on, right. 
fist pump. You know, people want to take the touching thing out of hand when they hear that. But that's just our way of saying, did you meet somebody? Well, yeah, that's more because they know you and <laughs> who you are. <laughs> so anyway. Is this person uh, in the entertainment world? Yes, the person's in the entertainment world. Go on. Uh, is she an actress? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He or she? We didn't. How do you know it's uh, it a she? It is a she. Okay. It is a she. It I is took a, a good guess. Yes. Did she attend East Carolina? She did. You were three for three. And then you said actress. Is she an actress? Four for four. Boom. So okay. we're talking about a famous female actress from ECU. All right. I have a question. Yes. Was she on one of the CSI TV shows? Yeah, five I, for five. I have another one. <laughs> yes, she was. I have another one. Is her initials EP? Yes, they are. And not only did I touch her, I shagged with her. Well, baby. Wow. We were Congratulations. At a, we were at a party at the Coral Bay Club. Do you shag, baby? The band was uh, jamming, and we went out there and we shagged some. You know how to shag? Uh, I can fake it right. enough. Just move your feet. I'm not going to say, like, I'm a uh, ready to, you know, lead the, you know, um, Myrtle Beach Shag Club or anything, but I can get out there and do it good enough where um, we had a good time. All right. So Emily and I actually <clears throat> went to school together here at East Carolina. We've been friends for a long time. Newer, we went to high school together. So, uh, but most folks know she was on CSI Miami. Uh, she was also a lot of movies um, and a lot of entertainment stuff in Hollywood. So very sweet. She's still active. She's not. She's not acting currently. She's doing. She runs a foundation now okay. and uh, still lives out in LA. But she spends her summer at Atlantic Beach, actually. And um, we get together a couple times during the summer. And uh, this weekend was one of them. Did not know she was in Jerry Maguire. Or that must have been a very early. Yeah. Man. There was, uh, I believe, Breastman. That was wasn't that a movie called Breastman? Uh, no, I'm being serious. I'm sure you. It was about. Bre- there was about. There was a movie about the guy that invented um, breast implants. It was a television movie in was 1997. It, what was it called? Breastman. Yes, she was in that. I remember With David that. Schwimmer. Yeah, it was a great movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah. To have not. Seen cool. It. Uh, you should see it. You would like it. Okay, dude. I'm just saying, it's a good movie. There's an easy way to. Have you been to Google? You can do a lot of things on Google. Um, is she married? Uh, she is not married, but she has a uh, significant other. She has a beau? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was is he around? She, he was not. He never comes uh, the, during the summer. Oh, so right. Is so that I'm, like a summer fling? I, no, I, I, I don't. She just like. she. He's more of like a musician, and he kind of does his thing, and she lets. She does her thing, and then they meet back up in the fall, I guess. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So, any other uh, celebs around, or just you two? I mean, that was, as far as celebrities, I did not see uh, Jamie Presley, who also uh, resides this time of year at Atlantic Beach. Um, I was supposed to be at a dinner where she was going to be at, but I did not make it to the dinner, um, and I don't think she was there anyway. But um, Lane Kiffin? Did not see Lane Kiffin, although he is supposed to be at a party next year next for Memorial year. Day. Are keeping that? Yeah, yeah, don't forget about that. Now. I will not. Yeah, uh, I am. Uh, Lane Kiffin's on my list, but uh, there weren't a lot of necessary celebrities. Your, touch, but, your hit list, but a lot of <laughs> touch list. Yeah, but a lot of fun folks down there. So, but uh, Emily Proctor, I thought was a good one. All right, to put on the list. EP. Yeah, on the list. Touched and shagged. Touch. Yeah, I mean. That's probably a list of one right How now. How many actresses have you shagged with out of Hollywood? Uh, Got to be zero. Yeah. Got to be a zero. There you go. Yeah. All right, uh, Chandler, any cool, neat stories from your time off? 
uh no not really I, it was a boring week off but i just it, it was a week to rest and get reloaded for uh you know hitting the ground running with ec football coverage starting today so um I, me and my dad did go to uh, carolina beach where we have a place uh went down there on wednesday evening got there about six o'clock got on the beach for about an hour and a half um went back took a shower and then we went well and, i mean okay you, you, then we went and, you said uh, no and when uh, you said no nothing exciting you could have stopped right there <laughs> what are you and doing then, uh, <laughs> you know went and bounced around some bars and uh my story's looking really good now compared to this <laughs> the next morning and uh went, went back home you guys want to give me grief played golf on saturday <laughs> when he said he took my story's like the tiger woods of stories <laughs> i played i played golf on tuesday afternoon with a, a crowd at lakewood country club played again at lakewood country club on saturday Saturday with some buddies. Thank God you're back at work and went, your life is lame. I went I went to my my dad now owns a seafood restaurant, nice little bar there in uh downtown Roseboro. Went there and uh patronized there for uh, a few nights uh with some friends. Do you All have right. to pay when you're there? Or do you get like put it on the house because your dad owns I get a ten percent discount. That's it. <laughs> That's it? Your dad owns it? He only gives you 10% off? Yeah. Well, there's some days. Man, tough times in a honeycut household. No, look, there's some days where I go in there, he's like, hey, it's on me. I'm like, thanks, Dad. But, um, I mean, look, it's a it's a brand new restaurant, and, I mean, I'm, I just want to... A seafood I, restaurant, and you don't eat seafood, right? No, but there's also, there's great food there. Like, uh, they have great wings. They have a yard bird, which is a chicken sandwich uh, with slaw and pickles. Fantastic, folks. And you can, hey, guess, get this. You can toss it in any kind of wing sauce you want. I go with the shipwreck. Now, people go, what the hell is the shipwreck sauce? It is a sweet chili buffalo mix. Oh, and my gosh, it is delicious. All right. That sounds like a hell of a And then on Monday, we had, you know, we hung out by the pool and uh, celebrated the, uh, celebrated America. Happy Fourth. Our July. security detail has come in the building. So uh, big dog is here. Good we to were see talking about what we did this weekend. Oh, I also do? saw a celebrity this weekend. Well, who did Glenn? Big all dog right. Griffin. Troy, you got to ask questions. See if you can figure right. it out. It, was it someone local? No. no. All right. Uh, was it a male or female? It's a male. All right. Uh, athlete. No. Cele- uh, actor. Actor. Used to be. All right, former actor. Former actor. Visiting Kinston? No. Where did you see them? Raleigh. Oh, well, that's mm. a lot open there. Performing. Performing. Oh. Is it an actor slash comedian? Yes. Danny DeVito. Man, I wish. Dang. I mean, I love Danny DeVito. Uh, comedian? Uh, 80s, 90s. Okay. Yeah, a Troy would be good because he only made five. In his era. He only made five movies. 90s. Uh, he made five movies and dipped. Eddie Murphy? No. Um, Chris Rock? Did it have anything to do with MTV or, or yeah. not? All right, white or black? Let me. But he's white. He's a Caucasian. Okay. Not uh, a brother, per Tony Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Is a he a brother? <laughs> uh, white comedian back in. Uh, Was in a movie with Brendan Fraser, I remember, in the 90s. Yes. Talked about it. All right, I'm going to need some more Kind hints. of a crazy acting guy. He has a nickname that is uh, of a oh. small uh, rodent. The Weasel. The Weasel. Doesn't ring a bell. Paulie Shore. Oh, Paulie wow. Shore. The we- 
forgot the last time he talked about Pauly Shore. Yeah, geez, probably the last time he was in a movie. <laughs> 25 star, years ago. Star of one what of my favorite doing? movies, I saw, him in, uh, I saw him at Charlie Goodnights. Really? Is that, I thought that place closed for like redevelopment <laughs> or something. So they, they moved? Uh, I guess in the next few months it is going to be uh, shut down and renovated, torn down and yeah. turned into uh, condos. Like condos. Yeah. Oh, so you went to the original place? Yes. Off of Hills, not too far off yeah, of Hills. It is not, uh, it's not torn down yet. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they had closed. Oh, that's pretty cool. Polly Short, was he funny? Oh, he's very funny. Man, he was funny. Um, that's kind of cool. He talked I, about his, like, you know, the differences. He was saying that there's some content that he can do down here that he can't do out west. Yeah. You know, that there's just differences, you know, where he goes. People were saying, because, I mean, somebody. Like, it's somebody cool to see, yeah, man. That's kind of cool. I, um, I like that. And his story about, like, only doing five movies and dipping out, you know, about why he only did five mm. and does he still talk with that kind of crazy oh yeah it was Polly Shore hey, man it was Polly Shore like yeah. it was no doubt so he did Son-in-Law Encino Man yep Biodome Biodome that's the three that's the big three uh, he did one five. with uh, yeah he did one where he enlisted in the army yes that's true he did one on a farm so that's, too, that's right? Son-in-Law yeah, Son-in-Law is the oh, one where he goes on the farm because right. that's one of my favorites all right, speaking of uh, things out of the 80s, I had uh, the boys with me, and we did a, a dinner and a movie night. So I let them pick the movie. Whose phone is that? Is that Big Dog? Your notifications are going off. The uh, yes. So I let them pick the movie, and uh, Tyler's like, hey, Dad, have you ever heard of this one? Uh, Police Academy. I was like, have I heard of it? <laughs> Great selection. I was like, oh, this is funny. The boys pick Police Academy? Yeah. And it was like the first the, one, the very first one, the original. It was on Netflix. I don't remember that being too raunchy and, for kids. No, but it, well, they're almost fifteen it's now. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I watched way worse when I was younger. Man, you uh, told me their jokes earlier, and it was no. But so it's funny though because I haven't seen police, the original Police Academy probably in thirty years. Sure. You know, it wasn't one of those movies you necessarily. I didn't watch over and over again, but I did see it when it was probably out the first time. And it it is like I forgot how funny it is. It is a funny movie. I thought about that about Pauly Shore. Like, then, I had like, forgotten how funny he was, and he was very Some funny. of the stuff they were doing, like, the boys were going, God, Dad, that's kind of still relevant today. They were, like, sure. trying to remember they were going after the police and all this mm-hmm. stuff. They're like, is this, were they foretelling the future here? Right. <laughs> you know? But it was a. That's no, a, son, the pr- same problems that plague <laughs> society since the beginning of time. It was a great movie. Like, if you haven't seen Police Academy or if you've seen it, like, a long time ago, it's worth the rewatch. It was. I forgot how funny that was. Yeah, you mentioned. I, mean, I knew it was funny, but I forgot a lot of the parts in it. You mentioned that uh, Good Nights and Riley was going to be torn down. Uh, Charlie Shore, or Polly Shore, not Charlie Shore. Goodness, um, Polly Shore talked about how this was his third time there. Each time was about ten years apart. Uh, so it had been thirty years since he, when his first trip was there. Yeah, on uh, the Good Nights, and he was talking about the history of the place and all that. It was very cool, man. It was like a he he was cool from like as somebody his his parents owned the comedy store in L.A., which is where a lot of people got their start. Yeah, his mom did. Um, and so he talked about a lot about the history of stand up comedy and such. It was it was interesting. I uh, I'll miss kind of places like that. With you know, he, sure. Greenville used to have the Attic Comedy Zone, which was mm-hmm. the closest thing to it. Where there's really nowhere for local comedy anymore. That a circuit, at least here, I do believe you know, it is relocating. It is not it's, going away. Yeah, it's just changing, like everything. Yeah, you know, it's it's not what it. it it's used going to, to get be. replaced by condos and a Starbucks and a Chipotle. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, so. 
But uh, yeah, that's one of the classic comedy. Yeah, it, it was just cool to go there before it closed. Yeah, and of, of the acts available, Polly Shore was the one. Gee, they've got a Mexican restaurant uh, downstairs. Did you yes. that while you were there? I got I ate off the uh, bar menu. Oh, okay, it's a good. I just spot. ate, you know, in the in the spot. Yeah, there. all right. That's it cool. was a cool. Evening, that was a cool, neat story. Chandler, what'd you do last Wednesday night? Last Wednesday night, I was at the beach. I was sitting on the beach, and uh, me and, and I, just in case I didn't tell you guys, me and my dad went to the beach. To shower? We um, we went on the beach for about an hour and a half. Uh, went back, took a shower, uh, went out, and uh, let's see, went to a shucking shack down there in Carolina Beach. Great place, fantastic place. Good. Uh, Can't say good, that one good, too fast. Good, good appetizers. Uh, then we went over to next door to the dive. Uh, had dinner there, and then we stopped by the Fat Pelican. People might know what the Fat Pelican is. It's uh, probably top ten. I think there's an article somewhere. Top ten dive bars in the not just North Carolina, folks, in the country is one of the top ten dive bars in the country. The Fat Pelican, great spot. Fat. I fun fact. I saw Brian Meador there one time. I was going to say you have seen ECU people. You <laughs> called them in the act. I saw Meador, and it's an oh. awesome place. I want to ask where was your mama at during all this? Because it sounds like you and your daddy were just wiling out at the beach all weekend. All right, so my dad's all right. The days off at his seafood restaurant is Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, so his weekend my, is Tuesday mom still has her pizza restaurant. Vinny's in downtown Roseboro. If you're uh, anywhere near, <laughs> a lot of food legacies here with the honey. Oh, uh, yeah. and they're like two or three doors down. So mom's got Vinny's. Dad has Earl and Jerry Seafood Check. So mom was working at her restaurant. So me and dad just you know went down for the night. You didn't help your mom at her restaurant. No, at all. She doesn't need our help. She's a very independent woman. All right. There we go. There you go. All right, let's take a Do break. Do you want me to tell it one more time? No, no. no. I don't right, need to hear good. about your shower. <laughs> but we got uh, next Thursday coming up after the break. Boy, it sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one. <laughs> Living the life. Oh, by the way, uh, Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan on Facebook says, is Chandler doing Dale's Day? For people that don't remember. Nice throwback. To Dale, the and that was the fifth quarter where Dale called in and basically was just going through his day. I, got, I went yeah. in. I sat down. <laughs> that was a good call, though. Dale's Day. I got some yeah. peanuts. I got a hot dog. I went to the restroom, came back, tired, scored. He had no real went, complaints. Went, he just went through his day. It went yeah. just like that. Oh, Left the game, drove home, was in traffic, turned on the radio. I called into y'all show. It was a audio diary of his day. It was a full day. A full damn day. Dale's day. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Come back. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, a couple more minutes ago here in hour one, hour two, we're going to call Evan Barnes here in just a little bit, talk some Memphis Tigers football, see where they are in the whole expansion deal. It's kind of funny. Memphis is, is kind of always that next team that might go get the jump behind UCF, Cincinnati, 
and uh, Houston. Yeah, they were what we would refer to in NCAA March Madness's first one out. First one out, and now does it even matter? Right, that they're out of the Big Twelve. Correct. Who cares? Right. It's it's like Big Ten, SEC are bust at this point. Right. That's the way it feels. So I don't even know if they're that upset that they were left out of the Big. I guess. Would you? I mean, I'd rather be Big Twelve than American. I guess. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, it, I don't know if it'll matter when yeah. it's all when all the dust settles. We shall see. So, all right, uh, Troy D. We'll see you again on Thursday. Holden Naylor's going to join us. Yeah, Holden will join us in studio. Man, he's had a uh, uh, eventful summer. He's been with the man, hanging out with the Mannings. Yeah, with who the Mannings? Hmm. So he was Ar- Arch part- Manning. Well, probably so. We can ask him. Definitely Arch. Well, not Arch is what. Uncles. Uncles, yes. I was going to say brothers, but he's too young. Uncles. The damn Mannings. I tell you what, what a dynasty with their football family. Arch is uh, heading to Texas, and I believe there's another boy. Is it Peyton's son that is starting to come up and play, wow. I believe? It's kind of like the stallion, that uh, secretariat, that just keeps, you know, the down the blood What does a Manning stud fee go for? <laughs> is mean, Marshall Manning actually on the, on the come up? Because he was a Is child. Is that the name? Marshall Manning. Oh, I thought that was a new rapper. Marshall Mathers. <laughs> um, Marshall was like a child when he hoisted that uh, Lombardi trophy against the Panthers in 2015. But what a bloodline for football. Hmm. Uh, it might be him. Yeah, Peyton Studfee is getting up there. Uh, he's 11 years old, so he's still got some time. But uh, I don't know. I swear I saw a lot of a, pressure on these kids. No, with the last name. Trust Manning. me, Absolutely. there is Mannings everywhere in this world, and they're going to be the best quarterback to ever live. No doubt. <laughs> uh, we should go ahead and offer him a scholarship here at East Carolina. But you now know that who Holton's the... got to end with him. Let's get him here. You know what is the greatest family though, and and that. <laughs> This is a West reference for those uh, that missed it. The Samoan family. The Samoans. <laughs> I only partially heard that segment, and I was like, what "Don't listen to it." What in the hell are they talking about? Don't do it, Troy. Just, I meant to go out. back and listen. No, no. It's Can not. you like explain it to me like I'm in third grade? We were talking about the best sports families: the Griffies, the Mannings, yeah. the Berries in basketball, yeah. the uh, the Boons in baseball. Right. And uh, and Wes said the best sports family is the Samoans. <laughs> the Samoan right. family. Wes, that's like a nationality. Yeah. That's like an entire the like, they're all in the same bloodline <laughs> they're all in the same bloodline have you seen hawaii's football team <laughs> to which they're so good to which glenn was like okay so the, oh glenn bars didn't hear it was the fun. best sports family in america is is football is america the best sports family in football is america peyton america right. uh, you know eli know. america the samoans he didn't understand your what you were asking i think yeah you know how Wes gets confused easily. I mean, this is a guy. I think he understood what I'm asking, and he thinks everybody on that island is one big giant. Their last family. name is Samoan. And their last name is Samoan. Johnny Samoan, Troy D. Samoan, <laughs> Chan Samoan. Oh, this is a guy that gave an answer in a multiple choice question. <laughs> this is a guy that almost beat you. <laughs> <laughs> that took you to overtime. Hey, two you know, overtimes. By the way, and one of his answers wasn't even on the multiple choice yeah. list. I'd want to go UCF. Classic. If you missed that, that was on our best of. God, it was Friday. good. You did a great job. You go back and clip. check that out. I that enjoyed, was, I that enjoyed was fun to listen this. to again. Yeah, heard a lot of it again this morning. All right, got to got to get out of here this hour, Troy D. It's fun. So we'll talk to you Thursday. All right, we're back. We're back, baby. Thanks. We for are get, back. Hitting hey, the ground running. Thanks for getting us rolling here. Absolutely. On a Monday. Needed to pick me up. Yes. Feel good. I feel good. This day's going by fast. 
it hasn't been as Monday as I thought it would be. Right. I'm feeling good, for real. Usually you said it. you're glad to be back. Usually I am happy. Yeah. Day when you you, see, you know me. Usually I hate Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. You're like the Garfield of Pirate Radio. Didn't he hate Mondays? Shirley? I believe too. He, he loved did. lasagna, hated Mondays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Garfield. Well, <laughs> nothing wrong with lasagna. <laughs> I love some lasagna. We'll talk some football, Memphis football, when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC matches all the donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Alrighty, back with you. Back from hiatus. Good to be here on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday and good to continue our ECU opponent previews. Uh, We have already talked so far NC State football with Tony Haynes. Also, Old Dominion football with Harry Minium. Chris Haymeyer joined us to talk Campbell football. We talked Navy football with Pete Medhurst. Also, Jim Lauk, voice of USF, joined us to talk about the Bulls coming up later this week. Our old buddy, Corey Glore, uh, former ECU voice uh, for baseball here in Greenville, now the current voice of the Tulane Green Waves, will join us live in the Pirate Radio studios on Wednesday. He'll be in town, so looking forward to that. But right now, we'll talk some Memphis Tigers football with Evan Barnes, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. He joined us last year to talk some uh, some Memphis football, and he's back again from the Memphis Commercial Appeal. Evan, we appreciate your time. How you doing, man? I'm good. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, Evan, and I know uh, we'll get into uh, on the field and some personnel and stuff like that, but you, just like everybody else who is a sports writer, has been covering conference realignment and all this jockeying and shuffling going on. And we were talking about it last hour. Memphis seems like they're always on the, as Troy said, to use a NCAA tournament uh, phrase, the, like the last four out, uh, the next four out. Uh, just can't quite make the jump like UCF, Cincinnati, Houston did. So what what is Memphis doing right now to try to to become attractive to, to you know what are the options for Memphis what what's the talk going on over there about Memphis and future conference affiliation well i think it's, it's tricky for memphis now because you know for the last few years you know ever since the the, the big 12 passed them up last decade there's been this fixation that hey you know memphis is trying its best to hopefully catch the big 12's eye that's been a lot of behind what's been going on um, even the Liberty, uh, excuse me, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium being renovated, um, that was kind of the goal in mind is to renovate so that they could be attractive to bigger conferences, you know, with an appealing stadium. Um, but right now, it just looks like Memphis is kind of just being ignored in this realignment discussion because obviously, if the reports are true, the Big 12 is scrambling, scrambling to try to expand, and Memphis is looking around like, what's the best situation? I mean, I haven't been able to talk to anyone in Memphis just yet, 
But clearly right now, it looks like Memphis is on the outside once again looking in as UCLA-USC's move triggered dominoes where the bigger conferences are worrying about their own interests, and those interests don't involve Memphis. So what Memphis is trying to do now is, obviously, with the stadium renovations that are scheduled to start after next season in 2023, excuse me, 2023, next, next year, I mean, um, that's going to be something that people look at and say, well, is this going to be something to help Memphis's case, or is it going to be a case where, you know, you can sign up the car, present it out, but you don't have a date ready. So it's, it's kind of a tricky situation where Memphis is kind of stuck in limbo right now. Evan Barnes joining us. Uh, he wrote about that uh, at the Commercial Appeal. You can check it out, commercialappeal.com, and, uh, where he also talks Memphis Tigers football, among other things. And uh, a wild year for the Tigers last year, kind of summarized in a wild game against East Carolina, and the Pirates are able to win it in overtime. Memphis going for two, couldn't get it, and that wrapped up East Carolina's sixth win of the season. But that was not the only close game uh, of the Memphis season last year, Evan. There was a lot of them, right? Yeah, Memphis had its share of, of close games. I mean, you can look at that SMU game where Memphis hung on. Mississippi State was another close win that they had. Um, but really, I think that ECU game, you know, looking back on it, that was one where it was almost like it's Memphis wins that game, perhaps things go a little bit differently, but you know, you lose a game like that um, at home on a missed two-point conversion, it kind of crystallized some of the bigger issues as far as just Memphis um, having some deficiencies in terms of running the ball and not being able to get two stops. And so I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, curiosity around the program to see what can Memphis do to bounce back. Is this Was, was last year a hiccup? Or was last year a sign of something else that could be lurking under the surface with the program slipping? And so that's kind of what we're all going to be trying to figure out, you know, throughout the season. Evan, uh, how about the quarterback situation? You look across the college football landscape, kind of rare uh, to have a guy like Holden Aylers for East Carolina who's been around so long, going to be here another year. But with transfers, guys moving on, the the quarterback room can change each and every year. How about with Memphis? Uh, Well, what's the situation in that room? Well, there's actually going to be some stability now. Uh, uh, Seth Hennigan will be back as a starter for year two. Um, there was a quarterback battle in the spring with Grant Connell, who was healthy. He missed all of last season with an injury. He was, you know, positioning himself to be the starter last year before he got hurt last fall. So there was a spring quarterback battle. Uh, things was really even as far as I could tell. I, I've always said my take was Grant Connell looked like there's going to be a battle. That Hamilton didn't look like he was going to see control, so I thought it'd be another thing that played out to the spring. But Grant Gunnell decided to transfer to North Texas. That basically cleared the way for Hamilton to be the starter in his sophomore year. So um, there's some stability in Memphis, at least in that regard, because that's that's going to be almost important um, to see how the season goes. Because for year two, uh, Memphis is going to need a lot more from Seth Hamilton, who played really well with a freshman All American, uh, but they're going to need some more with him with some questions. Um, especially on offense. And stability, uh, an, an interesting word, Evan, because Memphis has uh, has been too good in years past. And by that, I mean they've lost their head coach. So uh, Ryan Silverfield, the, the head coach there now, but Mike Norvell, Justin Fuente, uh, Memphis has had some success, seen coaches leave, and that's uh, that's just part of it. And uh, and right now they do have some stability there with Ryan Silverfield returning. How does the uh, the fan base feel about that? 
Well, I think there's, there's a little bit of comfort with knowing, hey, you know, you got Ryan Schofield back, you know, you got Seth Hennigan back, and there's a little bit of, of optimism there. But I also think, again, there's just questions. I mean, you go 6-6, six and six, two years after, you know, getting to the Cotton Bowl, I think people are a little bit concerned about where the program is headed, you know, and I think that's why this year is it's important for Memphis to show either they're heading in a positive direction or – you know, things are, are kind of getting a little bit unsettled here. And given that Memphis fans have long memories of when they were a team that, you know, struggled to get to like five or six wins, you know, this recent wave of success, they were worried could end. And so they're, what they're hoping for is, um, kind of like I said, this season provides a little bit of questions, but I think there is a feeling of, okay, let's see what happens this year before we rush to judgment. But I think um, there's just that cautious spirit, if you want to say. Talking to Evan Barnes, uh, Commercial Appeal, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, looking at the non-conference schedule, that date with Mississippi State. That'll be the season opener, a big one in Starkville. Arkansas State, uh, future conference foe, North Texas, and also North Alabama on the non-conference schedule. Uh, you get Houston at home. Let's see, I don't see uh, Cincinnati on the schedule. Uh, UCF is at home. So, I don't know, one of the most difficult conference games might be uh, the one October 15th at East Carolina because you do get some uh, some good teams at home, although on the road at SMU to end it out. So, what, what about the schedule top to bottom? How favorable uh, for it is it for the Tigers this year? I think it's pretty favorable. I mean, you know, you got Cincinnati, you got Houston and UCF at home. Um, I think it's a pretty favorable schedule. Obviously, it doesn't start well with going to Mississippi State, but it's a schedule that I think um, sets up well for Memphis to bounce back if things click right, and that's going to be the key is, can Memphis get his running game real well? Can they find a number one receiver to replace Calvin Austin? Can this defense get revitalized under a new defensive coordinator? Um, if those things work out, then this schedule, I think, sets up very well. I mean, there's four straight home games so after, you know, you start two games on the road, you get four straight home games. Obviously, you're facing Houston team. I think it's going to be one of the best in the conference this year. Um, but I do think there's some trap games for Memphis. The ECU game is going to be tricky because obviously last year was um, was a tough one. Um, 2018, I was I covered that game, Memphis at ECU, which was a little bit shaky at first. And then Memphis pulled away. That's always a tough place to play. I think the two-lane game for Memphis is tricky because they have not won at two-lane the last two times they were there. So uh, this schedule could either trip Memphis up or it could be a nice way to get back to maybe seven, eight wins, which would be satisfactory. But overall, I think it's a pretty favorable schedule, especially when you don't have to worry about uh, Cincinnati on there. Yeah, no doubt. And if you watched football last year and if you watched the NFL draft, you saw a lot of Cincinnati. And uh, what Luke Fickle's doing there is amazing. Now he's going to have to – uh, find a replacement for Desmond Ritter, all those talented cornerbacks, and everybody in between. They lost a lot, but they're still picked at the top of this conference. So d- do you look at it, Evan, as Cincinnati versus the field this year, or do you think there are teams close to Cincinnati where this could be an interesting race this season? Oh, I think Houston is probably the number one team going in. Okay, I think just because they have more coming back. Um, obviously, Clayton Toon, they got a Tank Dell. Um, I like their running game. They they should be the probably favorites right now just because they have a lot coming back. They're going to be motivated after how last year ended. Um, so I think Houston and Cincinnati are right there, one, two. And then you probably have some uh, some mysteries, if you will, with UCF and SMU. You know, can UCF 
get right under year two with Gus Malzahn, you know. Um, with SMU, you know, they're going to start hot, but can they sustain it throughout a whole season? And obviously, you know, they have a new head, you know, first time head, first, first year head coach over there, Rhett Lashley, who also was the OC for some of their runs. So there's some continuity, but you also wonder with SMU, when the season ends, can they finish strong? And so, uh, I think that's probably the pecking order. And then Memphis is kind of right underneath those four schools a little bit. So, um, I like Houston this year. I, I really think that Dana Horgerson's you know, ride the ship a little bit, and uh, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do. Evan Barnes joining us. Evan, uh, man, what a clash uh, as we switch gears. I want to talk a little basketball before we let you go here today. Memphis-Gonzaga, one of the best NCAA tournament games of the tournament last year. Uh, We saw Memphis live here in Greenville lose to East Carolina, and it just kind of tells you, you use the word stability, not a lot of stability uh, in that Memphis basketball program. Already saw Imani Bates leave for Eastern Michigan, but what's the uh, what's the talk of, of Penny and the basketball team? Uh, when are they going to kind of put it all together there, Evan, and, and make a run in the tournament? Could it be this upcoming season? Well, we'll see. I think the one thing with, with Memphis basketball is the plan was to get older. Um, I think that's been something that Penny Hardaway talked a lot about last year and even earlier, is that they need to be an older team. They've relied on these great recruiting classes. Now this year they've relied more on the transfer portal. So they got Kendrick Davis from SMU, they got a couple other players who are in there, so it's probably going to be one of the one of the more older teams in the country compared to them having some of the youngest teams in the country. And I think that's kind of what Penny Hardaway is hoping for, and I think that's what's going to help make Memphis hopefully avoid some of those you know mistakes of being a young team, turning the ball over, being undisciplined at times. Um, that's going to kind of be the key. So we'll see. You know, who knows what can happen this year? Obviously, there's an NCAA decision that's looming over the basketball program if that comes down who knows if there could be some sanctions or whatnot but uh overall i think what penny's done this offseason is giving people hope that hey this could be a year where they may not have the flashiest you know team in terms of you know high tide freshman but they could have an experienced group of guys who know how to play who are going to you know buck back a little bit or, or cause dissension um i think that's going to be really key so We'll see what happens. And, oh, by the way, they also added, you know, former Tulsa coach Frank Hayes to the staff. So that's going to be uh, another boost that could probably help just getting more experience on the uh, on the bench, too. And, and speaking of the bench, we saw Larry Brown uh, <clears throat> roll in here and years past saw Mike Miller. I was upset that uh, we didn't see Rashid Wallace in Minji's Coliseum last year. I guess what he didn't travel to every game. I don't know. I know he's gone now. Uh, but Evan, were you able to have any interactions with Sheed uh, while he was there at Memphis? I was not. So Jason Munz, our basketball writer, was looking <laughs> for those interactions. He he actually covers the basketball team a little bit more. Gotcha. So I didn't get a chance to to be around him at all. But obviously, with him, you know, coming in, that was a big hire that everyone thought would be you know, really, really cool. And then obviously he had to, you know, he stepped back, take a more consultant role midway through the season. So it was a very interesting partnership there. And now um, she is obviously looking at some other coaching opportunities. Um, so yeah, that kind of was an experiment that we all thought would be fascinating to watch, but um, it didn't turn out the way people expected. Talking to Evan Barnes, uh, Memphis football, Memphis athletics today on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, we'll wrap it up here, Evan. Now, what is the... I guess uh, the the floor and ceiling for this Memphis team. What what are your expectations for the 2022 Tigers? Well, I think if you're honest about the schedule and the questions about the run game, who's going to be your 
you know, number one option at receiver and tight end. Can the defense, you know, flow under a new coordinator? I think the ceiling for this team is probably another eight-win season, which would be good after last year being a seven-win team. I mean, six-win team, excuse me. Um, so I would say the ceiling is probably eight wins. The floor, you know, probably six, seven, uh, just because there's some questions about, you know, some of these tight games with experienced quarterbacks and, and whatnot. So I think six to eight wins is probably where I would range this team right now. Um, of course, anything can happen and we, you know, we could be surprised, but I think Memphis has to answer some questions first before, you know, you start talking about them, you know, competing for the AAC championship next year. Evan, good stuff, man. Appreciate you joining us. We'll see if we can check in with you again uh, the week of this game and talk more Memphis football with you. But we appreciate your time today. Uh, Evan Barnes, Commercial Appeal. Anything else uh, you got going on we need to know about? No, that's about it. I mean, I appreciate you guys having me. And, you know, we're getting closer to the season. So, uh, next thing you know, we'll be all talking about, you know, preseason camp and whatnot. So, it's going to be exciting. No doubt. Looking forward to it. Evan, thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you again down the road, man. Appreciate it. You guys take care. All right. There is Evan Barnes and uh, Chandler, that Memphis game from a year ago. I mean, you had so many of them. The Navy game, the uh, comeback at Marshall. I mean, what a what a fun year it was. And that celebration after the Memphis game, one of the, uh, the best celebrations. Yeah, the Memphis game was the most sweet uh, victory because, you know, you had that six win. It was the first bowl appearance what we thought we were going to play in a bowl ended up not playing in a bowl but we got that bowl berth for the first time in what five six years and um but even before the memphis game there was a you know a good buzz about this ecu football program and the way that mike houston was taking them in the right direction and you know the memphis game happened and it wasn't the very next week uh the navy game happened and got the seventh win so uh but that, you're right the memphis game you get right direction. There's some buzz, but you still needed to like see something oh, yeah. on the field. We were not satisfied. We were glad to have that sort of feeling back. But and for the Pirates to respond the next week yeah. at Navy, where you have not succeeded in years, yeah, and to win in the fashion that you did with a freshman kicker from what 56 yards to get your seventh win. I mean, come on, man. We got you excited there. And well, I, you know, I am excited because I just got upset. When uh, our good friend Evan Barnes uh, broke the news to me, I did not know this. Frank Haith, you didn't know a Frank part uh, a part of the Memphis basketball staff with Penny uh, Hardaway. You put out one of your uh, like, if it were to happen, you could have been a genius. You said Frank Haith was going to be joining our uh, guy, Mike Schwartz, Mike Schwartz, yeah, in Greenville. I did not know he had joined anywhere, so I, I was fine. I was like, all right, maybe he'll take a year off. Maybe one of these assistants for Mike Schwartz will uh, be good and get uh, a, a look somewhere else. I wonder then, if boom, I can find Hayth. the comments where you said Frank Haith will be in Greenville because that'll be true. Because he will that be is true. to Greenville that is true. with Memphis. Uh, East Carolina, a lot of close games last year. How about Memphis? Uh, they won 55-50 to against Arkansas State. A lot State. of high-scoring games there. They won by two against Mississippi State. Lost by three to UTSA. Lost by three to Temple. Lost by six to Tulsa. Uh, they had the SMU game where they won by three. Lost by one to East Carolina. Lost by five. Or beat Tulane by five. Uh, just about every one of their games was a one-possession game last year. And so. talk, uh, Thinking back on that Memphis game, the thing that I was most proud of was is a or the side of the ball that was struggling for years for East Carolina. 
the stops. Yeah. And especially that last one, that two-point conversion that was unsuccessful for the Tigers. ECU defensively that day was just unbelievable, especially in situations where they needed to get stops. And uh, Jaquan McMillan with a big pick there, uh, I want to say towards the end of the game um, or in the clutch time, third, or, uh, late third quarter, early fourth quarter. But that East Carolina defense, that Blake Harrell defense, uh, was a great day, especially that very last play where uh, Memphis tried to, what, tie the – no. Tried to win it. Win it. They yeah. tried to win it against East Carolina and uh, ruined their <laughs> chances of a bowl. But – they pin their ears back. They get the win. Awesome uh, cartwheel and flip by Xavier Smith. Yep. In celebration at the 50-yard line. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. More for you. Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We are on Facebook and YouTube for the third time today. Having some issues. Having some issues with the camera. We look like twins. Except you got a pirate radio shirt. I got an East Carolina shirt. That was gifted from East Carolina University. Thank you. Uh, Both going cargo shorts. Yeah. And I'm going knockoff Hey Dudes today. You're going a real thing. Uh, Mike was chiming in on our previous conversation said ecu had that two-point conversion against memphis sniffed out from the get-go uh before they even snapped the ball great coaching and that is one of the reasons i really enjoyed the players lounge from last year because we talked to the players uh, on the defensive side of the ball xavier smith bruce bivens dj ford and they told us that they had practiced that play that week yep uh that right when they came out they knew what was going to happen and you could tell right when that ball was snapped that uh they knew what was coming so and memphis called a timeout to call that play thinking that they were going to trick east carolina's defense ha ha jokes on you (laughs) they knew exactly what you were going to run and you lost so uh there you go and looking forward to uh Bringing back the Players' Lounge in 2022. Yes, sir. Uh, Earlier today, we put out a video uh, as CJ was walking around asking everybody here uh, if you had one movie you could watch and only one for the rest of your life, what would it be? This answer changes uh, time to time with me. But I was thinking summer blockbusters and like watching a movie during the summer. And at the time, it was my... I guess my favorite movie and still is up there today, but I went with Jurassic Park. I, I mean, I guess it's got good rewatch value. Uh, maybe you could find some different things, but uh, Jurassic Park was my answer. Chandler, uh, what was your answer? I went with Happy Gilmore. 
Happy Gilmore. Are you disgusted by Actually, that? Actually, he went with supercalifragilisticexpialidocious first. Well said. Uh, no, I like Happy Gilmore. Maybe my... Like the. Uh, it's probably my favorite Adam Sandler Leonard Skinner at the beginning just kind of soothes me. What do they play? Tuesday's Gone. Tuesday's Gone with the Wind. I mean, it's Adam Sandler. Oh, it's always entertaining. And if I had to knock that one off the table and put one back on, Redbeard had a good one that I love. Goodfellas. Well, sure. I thought that was almost too, yeah, on the nose. Chad said uh, Major League, the program, or the Temptations movie. I thought about Major League. Major League might be number two with a bullet. Uh, CJ, what'd you say? I said, uh, oh, yeah. Nerd! 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 Answer. Nerd! Episode six of Star Wars Return of the Jedi. I didn't know you were a Star a Wars one. guy. A I'm one. a huge huge star wars so have you watched all the disney plus star wars stuff Mm -hmm. mandalorian obi-wan all that stuff revenge of the sith is awesome that's probably my favorite it's a good one um which one is that episode three the one where everyone dies oh is that he turns to the dark side yeah i thought everybody hated those prequel movies i did and i'm a star wars fan and i hated them even revenge of the sith i didn't uh remind me is that the one where yoda just goes completely like Spoilers. straight up bonkers ape, ape crap yeah now that i enjoyed yoda goes ape, ape crap i mean yoda well because you remember when you first see yoda in the in the original trilogy yoda is very old he's old and he's on his death dirt he's but green. In re, is it revenge of the sith where he gets into a, a saber bi- battle with, and he d- yes yeah he with goes the sith lord Yes, with the Sith Lord it what goes if it straight was called, ninja. It was great. If it was called Star Wars, Yoda goes ape crap. <laughs> I wish I could say popular? the other word. Yeah. Yes, but, but. It, I would have enjoyed that title much more. I might have enjoyed the movie much more. So who are the nerds I now? I ape crap, I do. <laughs> you, ape crap, I go. Ape crap, I go. <laughs> I go. <laughs> I go. Yes, I go. <laughs> oh, we found our line for the week. Is Baby Yoda still a thing? Because I saw it at Hobby Lobby over the weekend. Uh, yeah, it's still a, a lot thing. Of baby some, Yodas. Some, some kids still like the Baby Yoda. Very cute. Very cute. I loved Baby Kevin Yoda. Kevin Marsburn says, Attack of the Clones, Charlie. That's episode two. I remember. Is that is that where Yoda gets into that fight? Is that the one you're talking about? I mean, he gets in a fight with the Sith I just Lord can't remember which one it is. That's too. really the only thing that stood out in those prequels. I have a lot of random memories. I remember the first time I heard that episode two was going to be called Attack of the Clones. I was in my vehicle. Oh, God. And I was listening. Oh, my God. To, to Under the Bridge? <laughs> with Ellen. Oh, with Ellen. <laughs> I was listening to Jim Rome. Oh, and he said, "Tag of the clones." You'll never believe what they're calling episode two. Are you freaking kidding me? Attack of the clones. Attack of the clones. Hilarious. Hilarious. I've been attacked by clones my whole life. I remember being in my vehicle listening to Rome, and he talked about it for three hours Attack straight. Attack of the lady clones, <laughs> as he does. All right, Shirley, what was your movie? Ah, yes, Yoda versus Count Dooku. Yeah, Count Dooku. Yep, that's that it. was the battle. I was swear. that Attack of the Clones? That was Attack of the Clones, in episode three was against Palpatine. I had okay. some uh, Mexican food last night. I had a, a battle with uh, Count Dooku earlier today. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! I got a little taco meat on my chest. Thank you. That was disgusting, <laughs> but a good one. <laughs> 
good to be back huh yeah <laughs> great to have you back shirley what was your movie my movie um Goonies. I, uh, yeah I mean, just. I mean, she can't even remember what she said. I mean, right, damn, I can't off. get a word no, out I'm, edgewise. I'm turning off his mic because. It, wow. I mean, really, that was that was a low blow, Chandler. Yes or no? I, I helped her out. Back. She couldn't remember what she said, and I said the Goonies. No, I remembered. I was you didn't going give to give her a chance. I she took said, a uh, breath. I d- I said. <sighs> I'm sorry. That's what. <sighs> Holy Did you not hear moly. the? I didn't hear the. <sighs> Well, yeah, because you were like, goodies. Shirley, Shirley. <laughs> I didn't say it. Goodies. You said it really fast. But, but I said it so fast, people didn't hear what I said. Shirley, what was your movie? I was goodies. going to. <laughs> I hate you, but you know oh, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> See that? I can control the mics, too. <laughs> goodies. Oh, my God. All right, sorry. CJ, ask Shirley. I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm cutting my mic. Hey, Shirley, what was your answer to my question earlier? I was, but I chose Goonies, but there were two other movies I could have gone with. And those are? Um, A League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Be, because, you know, I'm a big Madonna. Base. I am going to come through this glass and punch you right in the Hooch! Tom Hanks! Um, and uh, The Great Outdoors. Ah, okay. because I have never in my life laughed as hard as I have watching a movie, probably, uh, and that movie gets me every time. I, I laugh I, hysterically every time I watch it. I just remember being a kid and seeing there was like a bear that got shot in the butt yep. or something. Big yeah. bear, big bear chased me. Was there a porterhouse in that movie? The old seventy <laughs> sixer. <laughs> yes, yes, I that would be the one. As well. Yes, yeah. uh, and uh, probably my favorite is the raccoons. Uh, don't remember that they're you know they're staying in a in a cabin in the woods well they have a problem that's with a raccoons. good movie also a good movie <laughs> uh they're um they have a problem with raccoons tipping over the trash cans and uh and there's a, a couple of scenes where the raccoons there's subtitles and some of the subtitles are actually hysterical where uh, they kind of assume that the raccoons are chatting with each other gotcha um all right it's but it's a it's a classic. I, I, classic. John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, you can't beat those two guys uh, when it comes to comedy, and I loved that movie. Uh, I think another one would, that would be good, Forrest Gump, with the uh, historical moments in that movie. I got shot in the buttocks. Uh, I feel like it's a pretty long movie, too, so it'll take up a pretty good amount of your time. There are some movies I, I watch every time they're on TV. Um catch me if you can is one of those i I just i love that movie i think that's a fun movie um if i'm looking to kill time and it's on any of the fast and furious movies i don't i I think i might have watched the first one i don't think i've watched any of the others i've I've seen every single one of them well you're big on family yeah it's all about family it's all All about about family me familia family Did, did somebody say family that's a meme. Is is that your uh, Vin Diesel impression? No, I mean, I just said that. Okay, okay. I got. I it, loved Kevin. him in Saving Private Ryan. Saving who? Private Ryan. I thought he I said, said Ryan. I okay. said Ryan. I was getting ready to say. I thought I heard him say something. He got else. killed in that movie though. Who? Vin Diesel. He's spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Private Diesel. It's not. It's not. It's not an important part of the movie. 
Wow. Now, what were you going to say, CJ? I was going to ask if he wants to spoiler the Titanic now. <laughs> it sinks. Uh, it sunk. Celine Dion, did she die at the end? <laughs> the door wasn't big enough. Dixon <laughs> Davis's favorite movie. Uh, well, not, this isn't a favorite. His name's not Davis. <laughs> Davis! Not Davis! <laughs> All at camp. I told y'all. I told you I had a kid named Davis, and it was all I could do to stop myself from saying it. If this is, I guess, is this question your favorite movie? No, it's rewatch. If you can only watch one, so maybe it's different answers. But he said his answer would be the proposal, and he says I hate myself for it. Is that with Sandra Bullock? Yes, and Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds, I believe. Yes, Double R, aka Mr. Deadpool. Yeah, I do like Ryan Reynolds. I, I do like Sandra Ryan. Bullock. I like Betty White. Oh my Maybe god! Maybe this is my favorite movie of yes. all time. This Oscar this, Nunez. I don't mm. know if I've seen it. Uh, John Moody says Home Alone. Kevin. Kevin. Classic. <laughs> Mr. Juan says Tombstone. Oh, that's my dad's answer. That's too. a good one. That's a good answer. That's 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 another movie that if it's on, I'll stop and watch it. If if yeah, I'll stop and watch it. Uh, <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, I don't. We cannot say this Mark, name. <laughs> Mark says, "Save it, Private Ryan." Redbeard says, "Goodfellas." Mister <laughs> can't say that. But if it's his name, maybe it's. Can I pronounce it differently? I yeah. Can you spell M- Mr. it? Maybe I, go ooh, not uh. Can, you want me to spell it? I don't know. Is it going to get us in trouble? Is it? Is it? Or do you get in trouble for spelling words? I don't think so. For putting letters together. I'm going to take one. I'm Let's not going to say phonetics. it. I'm just going to say it's Mr. Mr. Fookface. <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. Fookface. <laughs> but that is a, that is one hell of a name. He says Highlander. I don't think I ever saw Highlander. I don't either. I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever watched it. Greg says The Dirty Dozen. <laughs> Dirty dozen. Jerry said Sandlot. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that one in a while. In a while. Been a while. There's one that probably not very many people know of, but I find hysterically funny. That's my Sampson County brother right there. And that's another one I wouldn't mind watching if I had to watch a movie for the rest of my life. What? And it's called Inner Space. Not it has familiar. Martin Short, Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan. All right, good cast. Yeah. It's um, it's a it's a technically it's a really bad 80s movie like the premise is really bad but there's some scenes in there with martin short who i love i find martin short just hysterically funny my wife's favorite current show is only murders in the building building, yes have you seen it yes it is so good steve martin martin short and then the girl selena gomez yeah um let's see malcolm says pulp fiction oh that's a good one troy d said old school and Brandon Simmons, former pirate, says, Remember the Titans. Mm. That's a good one, Brandon. That's a good one. That's a good call. That's a good one, coach. Good call there. You drop a ball, you run I a like ball. I like this movie. I probably could watch it several times. It's the old Rodney Dangerfield movie. Back to, to school. school. Yes. Okay. That's a good Back one. Back to school. And we just had uh, Kevin... Uh, said another good call, Shirley. Interspace. Yeah. Uh, another Kevin, Kevin Ainge, said Goodwill Hunting and Tommy Boy would be on his short list. Tommy Boy is one. Guy and Little Go. I, I stop and watch that one anytime it's mm, on. There was probably one more that I could probably toss in there. Probably. Probably. 
um, that I enjoyed. And believe it or not, I have never seen it all the way through because every time I watch it, it's all the way up to one particular scene. And for whatever reason, I haven't seen the rest of it. And that is the birdcage. Why do you stop at one particular scene? No, what I'm saying is, is every time it's on, it's it's either on before this one particular scene and i watch it all the way up to that point and then for some reason either i've got to go or i've got to go somewhere else or something but it always i always get stuck at that one scene and i haven't seen the rest of it past that point and it's one of those wild things that i enjoyed the movie leading up to that scene and then for whatever reason i just never finished the movie what's a movie but i found it very entertaining what's a movie you've never seen that you'd have to pick to watch for the rest of your life and only watch that movie oh god i'm going top gun maverick wow see that's a great call and i will tell you this much you will love watching it over I, I, and over and seen, over again i have seen nothing but great reviews about it, it. Is, it's i really went good. i went and saw it on saturday and it is fantastic um that i haven't seen i guess since god it would be tough to watch over and over again but i don't i've never seen i don't think i've ever watched saving private ryan that's a good one a lot of gore so a lot of gore yeah. be, pre- be prepared uh, for the gore another one that i don't want to relive over and over again but i've never seen we are marshall wow yeah i know oh i went to the movie theater and saw that matthew mcconaughey is night. great in that movie it is a very very good movie um seen the blind side no. oh yeah wow that's a good one oh i got know all these stories what do i need to see him for cool each story because sandra bullock is fantastic in that movie she is and run michael, the dang ball michael ward don't even like it he said it's not even real so why should i mm. why should i why should i because it's entertaining he did come out and say that didn't he he sure did i mean tim mcgraw is the father the faja he is the faja i am your faja i I don't care about tim mcgraw i enjoy whoa 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 we are not saying that here Uh, no you can uh. you need to leave (laughs) (laughs) you need to leave oh a movie i haven't seen who is tim mcgraw's father tug mcgraw correct well done former pitcher correct well done i didn't know i was unaware yeah, he was a former Major League Baseball pitcher for the Phillies. Phillies? Oh, I was thinking Reds, but McGraw. Um, a movie I haven't seen that. Actually, I'd have to say Pulp Fiction. Oh, you never seen? I, it? I'm going to go never with that. Seen it. I, I'm going to go with that too because I have not seen it. I haven't. Seen I've it only seen. I've only seen bits and pieces. But you haven't seen the movie. Have you, if you haven't seen the, the whole only, thing, the only scene I ever saw from that movie is the whole speech about the Big Mac and what they call yeah. it in France. Yeah. Uh, Royale with cheese. The Royale yeah. with cheese. Um, I watched. I had seen all the Quentin Tarantino movies until last year. I, I finally saw the last one I hadn't seen, and it was Jackie Brown, and it was good. But like Inglorious Bastards, seen I it? haven't seen that one. Yes, great, yes, great I movie. have. That's an old movie. Nah. What do you mean? Two thousand nine. Yeah, I mean that's old. I'm thinking of um, <laughs> what is that movie that is from the old days? From like the you're talking like two thousand five? No, 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 no. Or as my nieces like to say, the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> What's the other one about the dog? 
Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. It's not about a dog, but it is in the title. <laughs> Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Was, was there a guy in the movie that went and saw a man about a dog? There was a lot of going on in that movie. One of my favorites. No. But anyway, um, y'all should watch Pulp Fiction. It's one of those old movies, Chandler. Very old, apparently. This is barely in color. <laughs> so, yeah. Hope you uh, can enjoy that. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 2, on our three-hour tour. We're back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Give them a call today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All righty. How about a Major League Baseball update? See what's going on. Uh, quick on, look at on the what scoreboard. Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. The Kansas City Royals uh, beat the Tigers today, <clears throat> three to one. Shout out to the hottest team in all of Major League Baseball right now, the Baltimore Orioles. No, no. Yeah, but why are you interrupting everybody today? You're just so excited to be back. You got so much to say. How about Chandler with the kiss-ass tweet last night talking about, oh, I'm so I'm excited to be back with the gang. I'm so excited to get back to work. He like, actually said my peeps. My peeps. Let's read it. Let's read Chandler's tweet here. Y'all were making fun of me because I'm excited to go back to my place of employment. Been a great week <laughs> off, but ready to get back to the grind with my peeps. Jonathan Ellerby, Troy Dreyfus, Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, Glenn Griffin, Jenny Shelton, C.J. Schaefer. Tune in tomorrow at 3, where we'll hit the ground running with full-on ECU football coverage. We ain't talked a damn bit of ECU football. <laughs> Not a damn word. He's talking about full coverage. <laughs> it's on your so are you happy to be back at work? <laughs> no, I am. And uh, it's a shame in this world that somebody you know there's a lot of people in this world and including you that don't want to go back to work they get a week off i mean and that's a blessing there's pe- there's people that don't get a week off from work and you get a week off and you sit there and you're like oh we might another week off What's I wouldn't wrong? mind a week off. I, uh, you know what? Who gives a damn? I'm ready to get back to work i'm ready to get back to the grind because we're the pirate we're the voice of the pirate nation baby you know why I wouldn't mind another week off? Because I don't take random-ass days during the football season or even during the non-football season and not come to work. It's not a random day. It's a f- every Friday. <laughs> every, okay, every, every day. Every Friday. <laughs> it's not every day. It's one day a week. No wonder you're fresher than I am. By the way, I have an announcement. Can I make an announcement? Let's hear it. What's your big announcement? I'm sorry. You didn't say big. Is it a big announcement? 
no one gives a damn about me anyways but it's a personal announcement okay as some may know what did you just say as some may know okay i thought so many (laughs) Samoan. as some may know okay i was the voice of the white wolf pack for Mm -hmm. the past four years seen the ups and downs seen a spring football season during the covid era four football seasons as the voice of the wolf pack will there be a fifth no <laughs> i have i have to, i have decided you got fired I, no i have decided i was asked to, would you like to return are you in a scandal and i said i would not <laughs> i have enjoyed it this doesn't mean that i might take the job back in the future if you come up to me and ask me for the job okay but i have a i have a this is exciting news so people think people think that i went to whiteville people are like oh you're from whiteville i'm not from whiteville i'm from salemburg north carolina home of the leopards the lakewood leopards i went to lakewood high school in salemburg north carolina in sampson county about 10 minutes from clinton 25 minutes from fayetteville north carolina i was offered whoa the pa job whoa okay for lakewood leopard football and that's what i will be doing this fall so i will not be there actually will be random nights or random days that i will not be here but it won't be every single Friday. It'll just be for home games uh, for Lakewood High School uh, football. Yeah, I'm going to need you to check with my schedule because I got a couple of Fridays. Yeah, I, need to- I mean, you coming in here with your gung-ho, let's go to work attitude, and then you're going to be off Fridays during football season. I and, mean, and guess where my ass will be on a Saturday? Uh, what time What time does the show start? Because if it starts at three or maybe noon uh, you'll be here if it starts at 8 a.m i can't guarantee where you'll be that happened one time i overslept one time i love how i do something one time and you make it seem like i've done it thousands of times (laughs) that was a one-time mistake because for some that may not know i used to be the voice of the white wolf pack and i drove all the way from whiteville on a friday night into the wee hours of the morning here in Greenville. What time did you get here in Greenville? Uh, it was probably about one o'clock in the morning. One in the morning, and just uh, fell asleep and I overslept. So you got demoted from play-by-play to PA. I didn't get demoted. I was offered a fifth year. I said, "Hey, you want to be the voice of the Wolfpack?" I said, "I think my time has come to an end." <laughs> but I well, congrats to you. Yeah, that's that's so, cool. Your alma mater. Me doing some uh, some PA. Yep. All right. Going back to the <clears throat> homeland. Awesome. Is that all the announcements you have? But yeah, that's it. All right. That was good. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks, guys. Chandler Thank you, guys. Thank you. I don't know, let's get back to this. You're what? making fun of me for posting a tweet saying that I'm glad to get back with you, a group including you. Yeah. I'm glad to get back here with you guys because. First of all, there's a lot of people in this world dude, that hate their job and cannot stand the people that they work with. Not me! Not Chandler Honeycutt. I love what I do. And I love the people that I work with. Uh, and so sorry that I tweeted that I was uh, glad to do that. John has a question. Uh, what about those two Friday night ECU football games? 
They're going to have to find somebody else, baby. Because I'm here. This is where I want to be. <laughs> if there's uh, two <clears throat> ECU... For, well, th- those games are like late in the year, right, John? That's yeah. like late November. There ain't no high school. Uh, there's playoff football. Playoff? Wow, you're not doing the playoff games? Playoff? I'm sure Lakewood... Uh, I'm, look, Lakewood would be in the playoffs, but they'll be on the road. They, the playoffs will not run through Salemburg, North Carolina. <laughs> they'll run through Havelock, North Carolina. Uh, let me check on those dates too. We are a small one A high school. Just while uh, we're we're while we're uh, looking at it. so that's going to be it's at BYU in Cincinnati, October twenty eighth and November eleventh. Are those dates of so, those games? Is that regular season? Watch this. <laughs> what are you going to do? We're going to compare Lakewood's <laughs> schedule. <laughs> All right, and we're going to find out. I, I, I need to know if August 12th is on that schedule there. August sir. 12th? Yes, August 12th. I think that's. I think August the season 12th? starts a week after that. I don't know. Oh, you're talking high school. High school. High, okay. high school. No, now, Shirley, I think you're a week early. I'm a week I early. Think, I think. Okay, we're in the well, clear. Yes. What did you we just are do at to home. my hand? We are at home against what? Rosewood. What did you just do to my hand? Well, I had a pin in my hand. So hold on, hold on, Chance. So you're not going to be here for pregame and postgame? No, guess what? They're going to have to find somebody else to do it that night. All right. You're, you're picking you, us? You might, you might get guess fired. what? I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not leaving! <laughs> I'm going to be right here. October 28th? <clears throat> uh, huh? Yeah. Yep. October 28th, November 11th. And guess what? That is the last regular season game for the Leopards. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, that's the night of no sleep. Was it the night that the lights went out in Georgia? No. <laughs> no, I have, I have a softball tournament in Charlotte that weekend, so I will be leaving after we get done with the game on that Friday night and driving to Charlotte. You said August 12th? No. We October 28th. Take a break. What were you saying about August twelfth uh, while ago? She wanted to know if you, you were doing a game August twelfth, but that's the season doesn't start till the twenty sixth. All right, we. Oh my God, he dropped a mic and everything. He's on getting that. sassy. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to the PA voice of well, of James E. Lewis Football Stadium, baby. Part time. You don't do every game. Hey, part time's better than no time, baby. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> part time's better than no time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> can't take him anywhere <laughs> good, good segment chandler thank you man you've gotten better at arguing your point in fact you've gotten really good at it so i want to give you compliments on that yeah you're you've gotten really good at don't back down argue that's right look you talked to a chandler honeycutt from three four years ago oh my god I mean, I'm backing down in the corner. I'm not wanting anymore. I'm saying, show no mercy, but not this channel, Honeycut. I'm coming with a fiery rage. I'm fighting back, baby. Fight back. There you go. Ric Flair. There's your lesson today, folks. Who got his panties in a bunch? We'll take a break. Come back. Brian Bailey joins us to kick off hour three. Hey, we got to make you a winner for the first time in July, too. We'll do that as well. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. And they have everything you need for hunting, uh, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. All right. Um, I got some stuff I need to do. I need to ask Chandler about Baker Mayfield. I need to ask CJ about his stadium name being changed we need to do our twitter celebrity picks for today you're supposed to do that with troy i know and i forgot thank you for reminding me chandler but i was so excited to be back here with you that i completely slipped my mind Uh, you know what and i'm glad because you should be because we're blessed so we will do we got to do those things coming up later but right now we need to talk to brian bailey who joins us on the pirate radio live line Double B, long time no chat. How you been, man? How you doing? Doing great. Getting back to work. Getting back to it. Yes, sir. Long time no chat. And uh, Brian Bailey show coming back soon, which is a good sign. It means uh, football is near. So we'll get you uh, back on the air uh, when? In a month or so? Yeah, it should be. Sometime early August, we'll crank it back up. So uh, I heard about the Big Carolina 384A luncheon is Monday the 8th of August. So. Oh, I was going to bring that up today. Every time I go by Parker's, I think about that. So, uh, yeah, we got that less than a month away. I know uh, Will Bland, uh, J.H. Rose head coach, going to join us on the show this Friday, Bailey. So we'll start previewing uh, some area high school teams here soon on Pirate Radio. I'll tell you, it's going to be another great year because that league is loaded as always, and that that'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, also talking Pirate football. Talked uh, some Memphis football earlier as we continue to preview the ECU opponents and also uh, our position preview. Steven Igo will join us later this week to talk some uh, tight ends and offensive line, uh, which could be a strength for East Carolina this year. That offensive line, uh, a lot of depth. But the last time we did a preview, Bailey, we talked ECU wide receivers. So I always like to circle back and talk about some of your favorite memories, favorite players. So when you think ECU wide receivers, uh, who's the first couple names that come to your brain? Well, you know, a lot of them come close to the brain, and then I can't remember their names exactly. When you the, the you know old school guys, if you mention a couple of them, I'd say yeah, it's, I like him. I like him. Uh, early on, uh, Larry Shannon was was just amazing to watch. Uh, you know when he when he picked the uh, the towel out of his pants and and waved it and got in trouble with Coach Logan with that. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, I think when you look at all time greats, all time favorites of mine. I mean, two of them come right to the top, and both of them have cowboy connections. So obviously, <laughs> there's a there's a great connection there with Dwayne Harris. He played with such reckless abandon and such physicality yeah. that he was so much fun to watch. A guy that could have played in any era of football, Bailey. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, if he had played in the 50s, you know, he wouldn't have had all the, the advanced routes and that kind of thing, but he would have caught it over the middle and ran people over. I mean, he was just incredible. Uh, you know, Justin Hardy was just incredible as well, coming from West Craven, a walk-on, his story. 
And then, of course, Zay Jones, his dad, Robert, a cowboy. And, and I, I've known Zay a long time. And I guess, you know, Zay, Zay had that personality and flair and uh, just really, you know, he, he was, he, I guess he goes down as my all time favorite. And man, so many, uh, such a long list, Bailey. And we talked about underrated guys. There's been a lot of guys that have been here. And if they would have been four year guys, they, they could have been maybe on that Mount Rushmore. But guys like Lance Lewis, Andre Allison, we've had some Jamar Bryant came in as transfers, had some good moments, just didn't have the longevity as uh, some of these other guys. Andre Allison was the one that did the flip in the end zone in the yeah. spring game, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, that was that was so very as soon as he landed, I thought, I just got, this is not going to end well. <laughs> Speaking of Skip, how about Skip uh, as a champion in the USFL? Most certainly. I sent him a text the day of the game, wished him luck, and he sent me one back and you know said thanks. And then I sent him a text afterwards congratulating him. I, I really think that meant a lot to him, just the, you know coaching in that league and getting a chance to play with or coach with professionals. And, you know, they're not NFL players, but some of those guys will get a shot. And I think he really – you know, in texting back and forth, I think he really enjoyed the time that he had with those guys, and I, th- I think he's looking forward. If his career doesn't take him somewhere else, I think he's looking forward to next year. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think he gets back into college? Does he stick with the pros? Does he stick right where he's at, Bailey? First of all, none of these leagues, I don't think, have made it to year two. Uh, but the plan is, and it looks like USFL is going to make it to year two, right? And it was such a weird year two because uh, year one, uh, I guess here also is what I'm trying to say because, you know, they had to play all their games in Birmingham. Yeah. So, you know, why were they the New Jersey Generals when they never went, you know, north of Birmingham? But they were. Uh, hopefully next year, you know, they'll, they'll get into a real, you know, season with real uh, stadiums in their hometowns and that kind of thing, and the fans will get behind it more. But, yeah, I watched a little bit of it, not a lot, but I watched the playoffs and watched the championship game. And it was fun to watch. Brian Bailey joining us. Not a lot going on as far as on the field in the sports world right now. A ton going on off the field. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But, Bailey, how about uh, what is going on? Braves-Mets tonight is big in, in baseball. But, I don't know, for me, if it was Dodgers and whoever's in second place, uh, Padres, I wouldn't really care about it. But since the Braves are involved and they're playing the Mets, I'm interested in it. If it was a football game and it was the top two teams in a division, I'd be all in. Maybe even more, maybe even basketball, but certainly football. But how about baseball? I mean, can you get excited about any regular season game not involving your team? And your team isn't that good anyway, so. Excuse me? Uh, Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, they're not very good. They, they actually had a pretty good run there for a while, and then uh, they ran to the Dodgers, and they found a way to lose each one of those games. Hit a grand slam in the first yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and Be- Bella took off for her room to call Midor because Midor's a big doctor. Oh, nice. And she like and she likes the Cubs. <laughs> she was going to talk a little smack. I tried to tell her that hey, they lost the first three, and they'll probably still lose this one, which they did. <laughs> but, but like Mets uh, Braves, does that do you care? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. Especially, well, especially with my job right now. I mean, basically, I got two TVs on my desk, and I try to watch something every night that's relevant, and that'll be certainly relevant. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that, uh, but but I don't get as excited. I think you're, the way you said it is so true. If anybody in the NFL is playing, I'm pretty interested in it. I mean, it, it can even be the two worst teams. <laughs> There's something there to make you watch. Well, you got fantasy. You got yeah. You got a pool. You got right. something. I don't know. Right, and, and it's always. 
I don't know, it just seems bigger than bigger than life, maybe. But yeah, I, I really enjoy all the NFL games and um, baseball. Though is it's kind of picking. I did watch some of the Yankees Red Sox just because it's yeah. Yankees Red Sox over the weekend. I know you're, the, the Orioles have won six or seven in a row. Yeah, red hot. Them some. Yeah. Uh, Orioles and Mariners, uh, hottest two teams in the AL right now. Kind of strange, but uh, that's what's going on in Major League Baseball. Bailey, off the field, one of my least favorite topics ever, uh, conference realignment is going on, and it's just so out of whack now. But it, it will be interesting for a lot of people my age and older, I guess, if the ACC crumbles apart, because I guess we still look for what is – sacred what is pure and really nothing is anymore when it comes to college sports but those tobacco road rivalries and even the the commonwealth rivalries including virginia virginia tech you break those up there's going to be a lot of older people really upset and and you know does that happen Uh, does your crystal ball have you know what does the acc look like uh, a few years from now you know, it's hard to tell. I just really go back to, to when they were so close with the college football playoffs and expanding it, and I think everybody would have a seat at the table, and it looked like it was going to really calm down with this, you know, 12-team playoff. And and then it, it just, you know, the ACC is one of the leagues, the Pac-12. They didn't want it, and now they're the ones, you know, maybe on the outside looking in. So I don't need to be careful what you wish for kind of thing, but but – I really thought they were close to, to solidifying things. And, you know, it, it's really a shame that, that you don't have regionalized conferences anymore because that's really what it's all about. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I hate I, – I'm, I'm like you, though. I hate talking about it sometimes because it always feels so negative. And, and obviously, right. you know, I've been in Greenville a long time, and the one thing that we've always got our, our hand on the pulse of is East Carolina. What's it going to do for the Pirates? And, you know, I've seen scenarios where – it could help East Carolina. I've seen scenarios where it could hurt East Carolina. Well, tell me about the scenario that could help ECU because I haven't seen that one. Well, I've seen I've seen some, and these are all just it's all conjecture. It doesn't mean a daggone thing. But I've seen some things where some teams are going to get left out of, of this big picture, and some of those teams that get left out might be pretty good. So if all of a sudden, <laughs> if you're in a league with you know West Virginia, I, yeah. Tech, Boston College, Pittsburgh, I mean, now that's Certainly, you know, odds are it won't happen that way. But but I've seen some things that say, you know, because who's going to take Virginia Tech? Who's going to take Virginia? You know, right. The Big Ten wants Virginia and Carolina. And does Virginia Tech get an invite from the SEC? If they don't, then where are they going to go? Right, yeah. So so you're not – so, again, best-case scenario, we're still left out of the big party. Most certainly, well, yeah. not most certainly, but but that's most likely the, yeah. the deal because I don't know if any of those leagues are going to say okay. Because when you look at at, at the UCFs and Houston's that that made the jump to the Big Twelve, all right, you got to look at East Carolina as being you know on that next cusp. But you know, if Coach Houston had been here three or four years before, maybe you know East Carolina would have been in line for some of that. But I, I think that and it, it almost looks like some some grand poobah should come in and say okay here's what we're gonna do this yeah. makes the most sense but i think there's gonna be some really good programs that are gonna get left out and it kind of depends on you know where, where where it lies now the odds are that the scenario i gave you that probably won't happen but at least somebody out there thought it was a possibility and they linked east carolina with that bunch and 
that had a good look to it. Yeah, it looks like the, that, in my opinion, ECU is going to be left out when it comes to whatever the future of college football looks like. Doesn't mean there won't be opponents. Doesn't mean there won't be great days at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. It's just, and really, were we were we playing for a national championship anyway? I guess technically yes, but it I don't know. It kind of reminds me of when George Carlin says that you know voting gives you the illusion that you have a choice when really you don't and the illusion was that we had a chance for a national championship but ECU would have to go undefeated like three years in a row to maybe get a crack at a championship so Bailey so football wise I feel like it's going to look different and ECU won't be playing for the top level championship I just hope and you're Mr. you know one shining moment Will will the basketball tournament look the same? Will the baseball tournament, which is very important for East Carolina, will that stay the same? I, I'm I'm thinking yes. I'm hoping yes that all this is kind of football maneuvering, but we'll still have March Madness. We'll still have Omaha. What, what do you think about that? I think you're right there, and and you know, it, but it, it's so mind boggling to me that we've got all these you know presidents and conference commissioners that are supposed to be so much smarter than the rest of us. Tell me what the interest would be if the Pac-12 champion played the ACC champion. What, who cares? But that's what they were talking about. Well, there's there's some talk of, about an agreement between the Pac-12 and the ACC to play a championship game. Yeah. Okay, a championship of what? Two crappy leagues? Right. You're not you're not the Big Ten. You're not the SEC. So uh, it just I, I don't know. I mean, I, they were touting that like that was some big accomplishment, and I don't see. What, what it, that has to do with anything? Yeah, I think I think a lot of them are still scrambling. I think there are a lot of, of, of I think a lot of people are worried at all these places. And you know, and what what makes you know some of these other schools that are in Power Five conferences, but they don't play Power Five football. Oh, I mean, sure. There, there are a bunch of those teams like that. Well, I asked about that too. Like, is everybody safe? Like, is uh, you know, is Vanderbilt or Mississippi State or whatever in the Big Ten like? I don't know, Rutgers, Maryland, uh, Northwestern, like are, are are they in good enough standing to make the move? I guess the answer is yes, but they, do they deserve it uh, for what they've done performance-wise? No, but I guess sometimes you get uh, things you don't deserve in life. The, the, they say, uh, Northwestern, we need to see you in the principal's office. <laughs> and then they bring in their great report cards, but does that matter at the, in the grand scheme of things? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, it's just there's so much money out there to be had, which is why everybody's scrambling around again. But none of it makes any sense. I mean, what in the world, you know, USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12? That just yeah, it, it makes as much sense as North Texas and and UTSA being in a league with East Carolina. <laughs> it might you're right. It, it might even make more sense than those things. I don't know. It's all a joke now. I did enjoy talking to to Harry Minium from uh Old Dominion when we were previewing the Monarchs and he talked about the Sunbelt and how they finally did things common sense wise to where they added JMU, uh, you know, App State. They added these teams and they've been adding these teams that are not only regional but also good football programs. 
so they actually based it on merit more so than where your campus is located and what the tv market says and he says that he he likes that trend that's not going to move that's not that's like a pebble in the ocean when it comes to eyeballs nationally when it comes to watching sports but as far as making sense and and regional rivalries and things like that they they went about it the right way they did and there's no question about that and it's just it kind of just depends on you know what's the next ball to drop and then what happens after that the acc with that grant of rights deal you know for till 2036 they thought that would solidify things now there's talk that these schools may pay up to a half a billion dollars to get out which I mean, that's, yeah. that's a lot of money. I, and the grant of rights things, that is a, a pretty big deal, though, as far as keeping, what, Bailey, North Carolina, well, I guess all these ACC schools intact, right? I, that's, I think that's the idea, yeah. It's like a four-page document, but they, they all signed it, and now I think a lot of them are wishing they hadn't. And, yeah. You know, I think I think they were they were trying to, trying to be strong in numbers so they stay together, but now they're realizing what's going on. You know, a Clemson – would much rather, I'm sure, head to the SEC, and, they, and they'd be welcome. You know, welcome with all, welcome arms. I mean, as far as that goes. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is going to be. It's just part of it. Just kind of tugs at your heartstrings because you grew up watching the same. You know, the ACC, yeah. the Big Ten. You know, you watch these teams, schools. You watch the traditions here and there, and you know, it's, it's all getting ripped away because of money. Yeah, well, Bailey, uh, we can still go back to our, our glory days and uh, when we grew up watching the Cowboys and the Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have that anymore. Uh, what do you think of uh, Andrew, American Express going to the commercial? Tom Landry. Yeah. And, you know, they're surrounded by Redskins. I mean, <laughs> surrounded by Commanders. What uh, do you think of the Baker Mayfield move to Carolina? Uh, you know, I hope it works out for Baker Mayfield because I'm kind of a – I like watching him play. I mean, I, I think he's exciting. I think he makes some things happen. Sometimes they're not so good. But uh, I hope I hope it works out. You know, the Panthers need a quarterback. And, you know, they've – it's hard to believe what they got. In 2018, they've got the number one, number three overall picks now with Darnold and Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody said they need to go ahead and add Josh Rosen and get the uh... – crappy quarterback trifecta from that draft yeah that'll work that is crazy that they have uh those top picks from that same draft class and uh didn't work out really with sam darnold in year one we'll see if it does for baker mayfield uh in year one and i love that uh the panthers opened up with the jets last year they'll open up with the browns this year and to really prove the nfl just writes this giant script and it's uh you, you say you can't write this script. It feels like the NFL does it every year, Bailey. It really does. Hey, I heard a good uh, trivia question. I think you've already – I think you know this one by heart. This is kind of easy if you know it. But but it's really – if you don't know it, you have to think, 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 and then you find and figure it out. All right. But there's only one player in history to win a college football national championship, a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, NFL MVP, and maybe one other criteria. But you know who that is? So he won a college championship, Super Bowl, yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Uh, no, nah, not off the top of my head. I could think about it for a moment, and we could. I think he did a lot of. I think he did a lot of damage in the Super Bowl against your Redskins. Okay, so that would be the uh, either the Raiders or the Dolphins, right? Yes, that's okay. correct. So uh, Raiders, who is a Stabler? 
I, I don't I don't know. I, that was before my time. Marcus Allen. Oh, I was thinking. Did you say quarterback or not? No, I didn't say quarterback. Oh, I was thinking quarterbacks. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I did. I didn't mean to if I did. But he did do a lot of damage. Yeah, against Washington. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I have to look that up because uh, and get those exact uh, get the exact wording right because I love that question. That's a good one. I was going through it and going through it and thinking and thinking. And I had you know this person did this this and this person and I couldn't come up with it, so I finally googled it and I said, "I'll be done." That's a great question. If you you know, there's only one player's done it. And that's who it was. There you go, Bailey. Good stuff. Uh, good to chat with you, man. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week here on Pirate Radio Live. Have a good rest of your week. Sounds good. Take care. Thank you, BB. Brian Bailey joining us on a Monday edition here of PRL. Shirley, let's uh, let's open up the booty bag for the first time in a long time. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right. 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away here on this Monday? Uh, Let's kick things off with a bang. How about a $15 gift card to Wings over Greenville? Oh, yeah, baby. That's a goodie. What number, color are you looking for? 12. All right, call 12. 317-1250. We will take a timeout, come back, and have more for you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Their Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. And congratulations to Jeff Dover of Greenville. Picked up a $15 gift card courtesy of Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, they have you covered with no third party needed. Wings Over Greenville has its own in-house delivery service. Be sure to try the all-new tender sandwiches by ordering ahead on their mobile app. They are open from 3 a.m. or till 3 a.m., I should say, on Fridays and Saturdays, so they have everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give Wings Over Greenville a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Great to be back here. Uh, unlike some people here in this room, I'm excited to be back at work and very happy about it. <laughs> Thrilled. <laughs> Chandler's over well, who's here. Who's that? Because it's not me. I Chandler's don't make already. Me, don't make me go on another rant. He's already over here looking at what days he's going to have off due to his PA duties for high school football this season. Uh, Chandler, I have not asked you this question privately nor publicly because you were not at sports trivia last week we missed you mm-hmm. uh cj and his bunch of flunkies won Dude, they've been winning a lot you need a, there needs to be some sort of investigation over there oh you think they're cheating i'm calling protest well every time you guys There's a lot of, look it. look and 
I'm not saying you guys are dumb in terms of in terms of sports <laughs> trivia a little bit for sure when it comes to this trivia of sports. If any. But there is a lot of questions that date back way before our time. And you guys are everybody on your team is my age, which is what, around 23, 24? Mm-hmm. How we sit with a baseball encyclopedia. That's the only explanation I have. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Clip asks baseball, uh, ask baseball questions, and we all turn and look at Casey because we know he's got it. Because Casey's at the bat mm-hmm. for those who are old. Well, well done, sir. Thank you. I'll tell you what. You, congrats on the win. Uh, I have not asked you how you feel about your starting quarterback. How about that? How about the Carolina Panthers – Going out, and this is something that has been discussed. Oh yeah, for months, months, and not only being discussed of getting Baker Mayfield. What would it take to get him? And that is a bag of chips, basically. Nothing was given up. We're paying him five million dollars um, in a fifth round, and I did see that if he if he plays seventy percent of the snaps, that fifth round will then go to a fourth round. So, what is the worst case scenario that can happen here? And for a lot of Panther fans, is that he does well and saves Matt Rule's job. Because it's a one-year deal. If he does bad, okay, we'll let him walk. And you can go with the guy that you traded up for in this uh, previous draft, in a Matt Corral. Sounds like a lot of the same discussion is almost word for word. And it's kind of what I would say when they brought in Sam Darnold last year. Like, it's kind of low stakes. Maybe it needs to change the scenery, but Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold, right? Absolutely. Okay. But even when you're describing it there, you kind of brought it, you looked at it from a, it, it a like, pessimistic standpoint. But it sounded like maybe like a, in the Sam Darnold situation last year. Yeah. Are you excited about having Baker Mayfield? I think I'm more excited that to, not a, have Sam to, to not have Sam Darnold. <laughs> okay. And this is a guy that has had success yeah. in the in the league. This is a guy that before the surgery, what so shoulder, shoulder surgery or whatever, um, there was like a twenty-two to five ratio. I think I saw that somewhere. Um, but I mean, he was an interception machine last year. Um, but I am excited. I think he's coming into a a revamped offensive line in Carolina, where you went out and you drafted Iki Aquana, the number one offensive lineman in the draft that didn't go until six where the Panthers were you got him at left tackle and at left guard you'll probably have uh, a Deontay Brown which we got from uh, Alabama last year uh, there's multiple people you can get at that left guard position uh, Matt Paratus will be or excuse me uh, Bozeman a guy from Baltimore uh, who's been a starter in Baltimore for f- several years will be at center right guard will be a guy who is coming off a Super Bowl win Austin Corbett got him from uh, LA. He actually is former teammates with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. And then that right guard or right tackle, I should say, is Taylor Moten, who's been probably the, the anchor of that offensive line for the past two or three years or however long he's been in the league. So he's coming in with a, a revamped, hopefully a more positive offensive line. And he's got weapons around him with Robbie Anderson and uh, a guy he's familiar with, Rashad Higgins. Uh, Rashad Higgins is uh, in Carolina. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, here's the thing. Can he have a healthy running back in Christian McCaffrey? Um, so I, I am excited to see uh, how he does and how he succeeds or how he fails in Carolina. But a lot of people are more concerned of, you know, I still people think, and, and, and 
Susan Deans probably will comment, and I think she already commented about Matt Rule, about you know the worst thing that can happen is that he can be good and it saves his job. That that is, I mean, Tony was, and not and Tony and I talked to Tony about this the other day. I feel like I talked Tony out of off it a little bit, but if they win games, you want the head coach to stay. Exactly. No, I, I, I'm with you on that. Okay. If, if, if that's just like we go back to when Tony <laughs> said that. I can't. I still to this day cannot believe what he said. That he would hate to go twelve and five. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Because you hate a guy. It is dumb. That is not. That was the now, and he he runs a great podcast on YouTube, the C three Panther podcast. Check it out. But that was probably one of the stupidest things I've ever heard him say. <laughs> That's a lot of personal hate. I think he bought, he walked that back though. So, um, so uh, yeah, if you're succeeding, why not ride the hot hand? Uh, Mike has a good line. And this is uh, go ahead. Uh, Chandler couldn't wait to get back to work so he could put in more requests for personal time off. <laughs> I guess you have to be here to ask for time off. Yeah. Is that why you were so excited? That's the to first thing back? I talked about in the meeting this morning. <laughs> I said, all right, this date, this date, this date, this date. Great to be back. I, I need to get out of here, though, <laughs> if I can. Hey, Friday is not a good day. Um, I'm having a meeting with uh, Lakewood High School. No, but. Um, all right, so you're on board. I think the Panthers got better. I have no choice to be on board, and I'm. I'm you got I'm, a choice. You got to. Everybody's got a choice. He's with us. We live in America. He's with us for at least a year. Are you with him or are you against him? I'm with him. All right, I'm with him. CJ, what is the name of the stadium the Steelers are going to play in called? Not putting in an effort to learn how to pronounce it because I won't. I know it's a uh, insurance firm out of the state of Michigan, not even Pennsylvania. And it starts with an A. Acrisure. Aflac. Aflac. Acrisure. Well, here's the thing. This reminds me of when, like, you young people were, like, upset when they were changing the Staples Center. Like, it was something sacred. Like, when did all of a sudden the Staples store become, like this thing we are sentimental about i didn't hate it i just thought crypto was a stupid change that is stupid staples was stupid it used to be the great western forum what a cool name that was now that's a name that's a name you can get behind oh don't change no staples heinz yeah we were named after Fed- ketchup. fedex field ketchup field you're are you sentimental about some ketchup now i will say i did grow an irrational hate for hunt's ketchup and i still won't be buying hunt's ketchup but that's just by default now. back in my day y'all played in three rivers stadium we should start naming stadiums again after geographical location you know why we can't do that because we need money everything's about money and you know what I'm fine with that. If you give me money, I will. This can be. Well, I'm not getting the money. This can I'd be like the the Staples desk and the Heinz cup. A lot of spillage going on there. <laughs> it's moving around very weird. You might need a. So you're really not going to learn the name? I mean, I will eventually when somebody tells me. What did you say? Acrisure. Acrisure. A C R. Are you sure? Acrisure. Are you sure? A-C-R-I-S-U-R-E. I would at least like it to be named after a company who has a lot of local business in the area, not a place from Michigan. And what did you say the company is? It's a... A law firm? An insurance firm. Insurance. Out of It operates as a top 10 global insurance broker. 
has grown its revenue to more than $3.8 billion in just over eight years. It's a lot more than $7. It also has naming rights to an indoor arena being constructed near Palm Springs, California. Lame. I can't believe FedEx Field still gives money to to put their name on that dump in Maryland. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of surprised. It's literally a sewer. Why did Heinz pull out? Are they not making ketchup anymore? I'll tell you why they pulled out. Or is out. the naming rights getting too expensive? Potentially. They started combining all those uh, things together. Man. Mayo chup? Yeah. 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 They started that crap. Gross. And they were like, I don't want to be your name anymore. I don't want no musket chup. I well, it's uh, just, I, I understand where you're coming from because, like, I don't know what it's called now, but it used to be called Walnut Creek. Walnut. It's still Walnut Creek. Is it? To because me, there's something uh, in Raleigh called to... Red Hat Amphitheater. Yeah, that Get would be it. Yeah. Or yeah. the Pavilion a or red something hat? like that. Yeah, really? No, it's Walnut Creek. It will always be Walnut Creek. Yeah. I got a feeling it's always going to be Heinz Field for <laughs> Mr. CJ over here. M- Mike P says, Acrisher, more like Crappisher. Got it. Got him. Roast, 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 roast. You can always count on Mike P with the roasts. Why would they do that? <laughs> thank, you, I guess, thank you for getting that in today. What Charlie. was that? Why would they do that? <laughs> Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Why would they do that? In here. Uh, man. Um, yeah, we got to just use that as much as we can. I forgot about it. We really missed a rant for the ages about Royce O'Neal. I know. But Brian Windhorst, uh, that was like that was while we were off, right? So yeah. we couldn't get that in. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Um, I'm trying to end this Twitter game, and you'll see how when we return. I've told Shirley. I think it's fun. I, I don't personally. I actually didn't want to come back to work because. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're here, buddy. Time to work. Time to suck it up, son. All right, I'm trying to end the game. I've told Shirley who to tell me to ask to follow in an attempt to try to end the game. So we'll try to do that today. Have we confirmed that this person is not following you? I mean, I can do that in two seconds. Yeah, because I I need to confirm whether or not this person is following you. Uh, Because I know why this person is not following me. Okay. There was an incident. Ah, okay. Uh, All right, so uh, he is not okay all right we'll take a break come back more to go after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live. 
All right, let's do our Twitter follow game. We are uh, tweeting at celebrities, A-list, D-list, F-list, whatever, to try to get them to follow us. And uh, everybody is suggesting a, a person to uh, to someone else here. So we go around the horn. Uh, today's game is an inside job. We're trying to end the game. And uh, Shirley... Ooh, yes. Who is the D-list celebrity that you want uh, me to try to get to follow today? <laughs> Say the name. Damn it. Say it, Shirley. Troy Dreyfus. Troy Dreyfus does not follow me because... Why is that? Uh, during the national championship game, I needed Kansas to win. And Troy, in all his wisdom, Kansas was up by like seven points, like two minutes into the game. And he started taking pictures tweeting doing all this stuff and then kansas immediately got down by like 22 points so to reverse the mojo i had to block him on twitter uh i have since followed him back now i'm going to tweet him to see if he can give me a follow back uh hey troy big fan of pirate radio since day one can i get a follow back all that is true by the way i was listening day one uh tweet all right so if troy follows me back we can end this game if he doesn't we got to keep going until somebody gets a follow uh chandler let's dive into the political world here uh nationally or locally (laughs) both this guy is verified on twitter he has 17 uh thousand 165 followers he's following 381 people uh you need to uh, to get a follow from congressman greg murphy md now how how are you going to get that follow i have a suggestion on what you should say to him to get that follow oh i gotta hear this now you fought you follow him and you say hey greg i've got some information on joe biden you might find interesting shoot (laughs) follow back and shoot me a dm and then you could just link a story to like Biden's son doing blow or something, whatever, and <laughs> and say you're welcome. <laughs> That's suggesting one. How do you feel about that? Very inappropriate. <laughs> what what Perfect. part? I don't want to be seen as some jokester. This is a political man. This is a serious man. I don't want to be seen as. Oh, someone. politics are serious business. Yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of seriousness. <clears throat> the best of the best yeah okay 10 yeah. no right. but i like that suggestion and i'm taking it into consideration all right suggestion two is hey uh greg if you follow back i'll give you a vote okay that's the one that's what i was thinking about doing and then number three if you don't want to do any of that because this is serious business with serious people you could just say hey greg can i get a follow hey g Reg, how about a how about a follow? I'll say, hey greg i'm gonna be lying through my teeth See, the, but op, option three, you're not lying about anything. You're yeah. just asking for a follow. I was, was going to say, hey, I voted for you. Like what you do. I'll vote for you again. Please give me a follow. Okay, but that's kind of making a mockery, which you don't want to do, it seems like. No, I mean, this is a game. I feel like the game that we're playing with this Twitter chasing after celebs is uh, it's all in fun of games. It's all, you know. So are you going with option one? <laughs> See, <laughs> he's definitely not gonna follow me back though if i if i he's gonna know he's gonna look and say man this guy he don't know what he's talking about i don't know i don't know 
We'll see. We'll uh, see. Let's take a look, Jeff. All right. Well, that's your guy. All right. Uh, who are you giving to CJ? All right, CJ. Here's some trivia for you. Uh-oh. This wide receiver slash return specialist in the NFL played for the Rams, the Cardinals, the Bengals, the Cardinals again, of course, with the Carolina Panthers, the Jaguars, and now, or then last year, the Giants. He went to South Carolina. Oh. He's from Havelock. Oh. Pharaoh Cooper. He didn't even let me answer. Well, I, I already, you already know. What if I didn't? Well, what did this mean? I don't know. I thought it was Darrell <laughs> yeah. Scott. Nah, nah, nah. But uh, you have for Pharaoh uh, Cooper. Okay. That can be done. Surely, a fellow Ram. Surely I went towards the national level with you. I thought about your Red Sox fandom. And I went back and looked down the uh, championship list from 2007. I tried to find somebody who was fairly active on Twitter. He's not that active, but he has retweeted something within the last month or so. So he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't use Twitter. Um, I'm going to give you Coco Crisp. Ah, cool. Coco Crisp. Okay. Shirley, you should say something like. uh... That it right there? Yes. Which these are y'all don't have to listen to my suggestions, but like uh, your your softball teammates call you Coco because of the way you play in the field reminds them of Coco Jeez. Crisp, something like that. I didn't okay. get a suggestion. Red Sox. Uh, I'm I'm hey, typing dummy. it as we speak. Hey, I went to Havelock. Oh, okay. There's your suggestion. That's a good idea, Clip. I'll do that. Thank you. Uh so all right, we got our people. Okay, so I even earned the nickname Coco. because of my my fun style of play on the field because of my fun all right so i got troy d chandler got greg murphy uh cj got pharaoh cooper and shirley gets coco crisp this has to work we'll see if we get a follow back i damn sure hope you get a follow back it has not happened yet so i was and if you get that follow back from the one and only Troy Dreyfus. Yeah. The game's over. The game is over. I just feel like that's a total cop-out, but that's just me. We can always start the game back over again. Yeah, we could. <laughs> We're Greg gonna <laughs> Murphy. Yeah. All right, we got two minutes left in the show. Let's see what Chandler's going to say. This is him, right? Uh, yeah. yeah right. That's him. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to go with, Chad, man? Well, first of all, I need to go find the the video of Hunter Biden that I saw today. <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to say, look at this guy. I mean, look at him. Wait, you're, but okay. All right, you do what you want to do. You do what you want to do. What? Oh, that's you need to go uh, that right there. Ah, uh, rep, rep, Greg Murphy. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Are you? <laughs> You're not going to go with my suggestion, are you? No, I am. No, you're not. Hey, bud. Hey, bud? Hey, man. Bud. Hey, bud? Hey, man. That's his drinking buddy. Uh, What should I call him? Uh, Congressman. Congressman Murph. Mr. Sir. All right, Chandler's going with it. We're out of time. Uh, We will talk O's tomorrow. How about this idiot? O's baseball on Pirate Radio. This crack addict. Tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we'll talk to Mark Brown about it. uh, CamdenChat.com. O's and Mariners. 
longest win streaks in baseball. So Igo will want to talk about that when he joins us. By the way, Igo will be on Thursday. We have an extra day to get our songs prepared and our notes for O-line and tight ends as we'll talk uh, ECU O-line and tight ends coming up. I can't do this. I have a question. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be searched by somebody and be killed. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. I'm not doing that. All right. Well, just say follow me back. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm going to say, hey, I'll vote for you. Give me a follow. Love what you do. Love Lord, what you do. I look, Love man. what you do. Dude, I'm not getting killed over this. Just say, can I get a follow then? And then nobody can be mad at you. Go down the middle. Can I get a follow? Simple as that. Can I get a follow? You need to have Billy Weaver on this week. Too. Hey, the I'm Mets say, are I'm playing say, really well right now. It depends now. on what happens in this Mets Brave series. Okay. The next three days. Uh, no, we'll talk to Weave. All right. Great to be back. Shirley, CJ, Chan Man. I'm Cliff Brock. We'll talk to you Tuesday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. You good, Chandler? I'm good. All right. We'll see you Tuesday. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.